Konnichiwa, friends. Welcome to the Twist My Arm podcast. Um, my name is Josh. I'm your host for the show. And this week we are specializing on a little bit of anime. Hence the fun little opening track. Um, today I have my lovely co-host, Jesse. How's it going? And our good friend and special returning guest, Travis. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, also known as Teacup Frogger. <laughs> or T-Dog. That... Uh, Teacup is the best. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That was on Destiny, wasn't it? We That's yeah. I was trying to communicate the Kermit the Frog meme where yeah. he's drinking tea and saying, but that's none of my business. So I did the frog, no, the teacup emoji and then the frog emoji. And you were like, teacup frogger, what is that? <laughs> right. And you were like, never mind, we're calling Travis that from now on. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, and that's how it's been for a couple months now. So. That's how nicknames are made. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so we skipped all the preliminary shit. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, uh, iTunes, Twitter, pretty much all social media outlets, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. You can email us anything you want to email us uh, at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. And you can call us at any time and leave us a voicemail at 508-93-TWIST. I'm not going to read out the numbers because I don't want to. 508-93-TWIST. And if you can't figure that out, don't call or leave a voicemail. Yeah, just send an email, twistmyarmpodcast@gmail.com. So that uh, that covers all that stuff. Um, we took a little bit of a little bit of a vacation. July was a crazy month, um, but we are back. Uh, we well, we actually were back last night. I uploaded a new little segment that we're doing uh, monthly for the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes mobile game. I know it sounds <laughs> sounds weak, but <laughs> it's fun, man. I'm it sure it's a good game. And I just well, it's it's a good opportunity because like there's it's in the guilds nature. there's like 50 people yeah. in these guilds and we can't relay the, all the information that we want to get across so yeah everyone has a Discord and stuff but it's a lot easier to get a couple leaders together and just talk shit on a podcast and get everyone on the same page so we're doing that monthly um, if if you play that game and you want a little bit of advice on some little things you can go check it out it was uploaded last night and what's the game called Galaxy of Heroes Star Wars it's it's pretty popular nowadays like it, it's still going it's been three years now and it's still going strong so if you're on that so. dig the special episode yeah and yeah. watch out for more exactly um we are still currently looking for a new bar to host the barroom blitz so if you have any leads hit me up um and we also have a new monthly segment in the works for let's see jesse's doing a little pop segment you want to give us a little detail on that i know yeah, it's so i know it's in the really like small yeah, very, thing, very early planning stages, but um, as most regular listeners will know, I have an addiction to buying Funko Pop vinyl figures, and <laughs> it can get a little tedious sometimes for me to just list all the stuff that I bought and, you know, not really explain any of it. It's just like, yeah, I bought this figure, I bought this figure, I bought this figure, and it's not super engaging, so what we're going to try and do is narrow that into a monthly segment that we do, uh, me and my girlfriend, who both collect. Um, where we talk about maybe one or two pops and it's based on, you know, what's going on right now or like, oh, we just started watching this show and we have this pop or we just started rewatching this or I started playing this game, things like that so that we can sort of connect it back to the pop culture things that they're based on a little more and, you know, the experience of doing that thing as opposed to just, yes, I bought this toy. So right. we're going to go a little more in depth with it and things like that. We're going to cover a lot of our tips for collecting. We've been collecting for six years running now. Um, we just got over the 300 figure mark, so that was 
a milestone. We don't know if we're proud or ashamed of that. You but su- you surpassed <laughs> me as yeah. far as collectibles yeah. go. So <laughs> it was going to happen at some point. Oh yeah, our pace has picked up recently. So that's the other thing about it is that we try to collect, um, not on a budget, but like you know how an average person would collect, where <laughs> you pick up one or two pieces a week. Maybe sometimes you have weekends where you'll go and get four or five pieces all at one time, just because you know you see them all at one place. But it's it's more of like a you know we're not going to buy everything that comes out. We're just going to buy things that matter to us, and that's where we'll connect it back to the audience and things like that. Is why does this thing matter? Why did I buy the Power Rangers pops? Why did we get the Sandlot pops? You know, things like that. Everybody knows we already got the Sandlot pops, but <laughs> the point <laughs> is, it'll be a little more involved and a little less. Here's a list of things. So look forward to that, and my my girlfriend is also looking forward to that. We have a lot of uh, naming and shaming to do on a lot of retail companies where it's like, why oh can't yeah. you just ship me my product and not have it be destroyed when I get here? But yeah. Well that's gonna be a vary. Dick at the counter. Well, and honestly, sort of it's usually <laughs> not the retailer; it's the shipping place because they get oh. a million boxes a day. They don't care. So, and I, and I get that, but you couldn't still package that item so that when the p- people that get it who don't care about it get it, it's you know idiot proof. Sure. But that'll all be covered later on. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have an extensive conversation about those kinds of things. I think that's one reason I don't buy collectibles off the internet yep. because I just don't trust the packaging. A lot of it seems like a lot of the Funko retailers online seem to understand that for that a lot a of collectors. Well, and for a lot of collectors, they're going to be displayed in box, so they sure. need the box to show up in a certain condition, and they probably don't want to get 500 emails every time they send something out. It's like, where's my box damaged? So they're like, <laughs> probably cheaper for us to just send it correctly. But, anyways, um, we'll talk a little bit about some of the most recent pops that I got. But other than that, most of that talk will be relegated to the new pop segment. We haven't come up with a name for it yet. It'll be something catchy, um, <laughs> you know. A couple months down the road, a couple months down the road, the I'm sure we'll have uh, <laughs> Poptoberfest, you know, things like that. So Poptoberfest. It's not Love something already. that we take lightly. We've already been planning <laughs> it. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We'll probably talk about other collectibles too, because there are things that we collect outside of pops. But we're gonna focus on that because that's where most of our money ends up being spent. So sure. Um, when when do you think uh, that's gonna start coming out? Um, we'll probably have the first one ready. Later this month or early next month would be my guess, so within three or four weeks. That will be a lot of fun. I'm excited to hear that. Um, Travis, it's been a while since since you've been on. What's what's new, Flan? Just uh, working. I got into magic recently. I know you guys know that, but listeners don't. Um, Magic, that's so crazy that it's still around. How long has it been out now? 25 years? Yeah, 25. They just had their 25th anniversary celebration. And it's still going strong. Yeah, um, there's they like really expanded it to like you if you started off in the first part of the game, you, there's you can play those cards. There's right. uh, a bunch of ways <laughs> to compete and compete in casual. Have you been in any tournaments around town at all, or uh, do they have a lot around here? Yeah, they do. Uh, they're <laughs> they're every Friday, and they're like you show up at a certain time, you play like five matches. Where at? Uh, most of the comic stores, so like Grand Slam <laughs> here in town. Okay. Uh, it's like a universal Friday magic. Yeah, pretty gathering. much. You they do releases or something too, don't they? Yeah, Those when new sets come out, they do uh, pre-releases for like the weekend, okay. and you can compete that way too. Hell yeah! So are, I, the, uh, are the prizes for those usually specific special magic cards, or is it money, or is it like store credit or something? Uh, s- there are some cards. Uh, like special cards that are stamped and dated and stuff. Okay. Um, but typically the prizes are like booster packs or booster boxes. Okay, so like m- free stuff. Yeah. Free cards. Cool. 
think how I had a friend in uh, in Nebraska that won like the national tournament here and ended up getting a like a trip to Ireland to go compete in like some world championships wow. yeah. or something. So I, I mean that was ten years ago now. So it's I'm still amazed that it's going even at that rate and fast yeah. for that. You know, it's impressive that they've made it so that you can still play old cards and stuff like that. I mean, like if for an online game, that would be like the equivalent of supporting a game that came out 20 years ago and they're patching it still right yeah now. oh and like I guess everquest but a new <laughs> format came out called commander or not new i mean it's been around for a while but it's been recognized by um wizards of the coast the oh, maker so it's of an Magic. official so yeah and like that cards are eternal that's like a, a rule like you can use any card oh wow there. that's huh. cool I can't, and it's, is it still like feasible to use those old cards because like I remember when me and you were trying to play Pokemon. Ooh, yeah. I had some older cards that did not even just not stand up to, up to some of the newer things. In, in fact, it's the opposite of the problem we had. Really? Those early cards are way, way too overpowered. Powerful. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you like get no- something for nothing a lot of the time. Huh. That's cool. That's that's exactly how a game, like I was saying, a video game would work. There'd be legacy players that would have access to gear yeah. and stuff that newer players wouldn't. That's really cool. Yeah. I. I mean, I guess it's a good way to keep people into it and to keep the old collectors and the old players to come back because they're like, wait a minute, I have these decks from 2001 that are going to spank you? Yeah, I'll be there. Well, it's a smart smart business move, too, yeah, because they sure. can say, well, you're going to need to invest this much to get up to snuff. You yep. know, so. And I'm sure that the old ones are still collectible, right? Do you have a bunch of older cards, or are you more mm, newer? No, this uh, this is my first intro into it, I okay. guess. Um, have you never played before? No, not okay. at all. Okay. It's a, it's a so as a new player, you feel it's pretty accessible? No. <laughs> uh, s- uh, standard, the format I play in, is I, fa- I feel it fairly accessible right now. Um, we'll see what happens. With they have these challenger decks. Mm-hmm. They're very good intros. They're not quite top dollar analogs of competitive decks, but oh, okay. they're they have their value in them. Um, like so kind of like those like Pokemon like pre-made decks that were because I ha- I had a couple of those that were like championship decks that they just like okay. basically copied yeah, and yeah. Pasted. they're like your championship deck. decks yeah. okay um, any other other decks that they like release out that are pre-made are pretty garbage okay half energies so is it mainly you just gotta get like booster packs and hope to God that you get some again don't go boosters just no. find a list online yeah. that okay. you really like and okay. buy those cards individually. But these decks that they give you are enough to get you into it at that format. Oh, yeah, for your, like, local comic book shop, if you want to go down and on a Friday and throw down some cards, yeah. Have you been successful? Have you won any matches or anything? Yeah, or? Uh, pre-release, I went two and one. I lost my last nice. game. It was a midnight release, so they cut me things short, but okay. yeah. Nice. That's cool. At least you haven't, like, gone in and just gotten smoked uh, the whole time. <laughs> I feel like be talking about if I got. Smoked. I was gonna, I was gonna say, say I feel like you wouldn't have that much fun. Immediately <laughs> make me disinterested. So that's yeah. good to hear. Man, I'm, maybe I'll get back into Magic one of these days. It's <laughs> I, I can't believe that it's still going. I used to have. Wait, did you play? But I did. I had a huge box. That's where those dice and like all those counters came from. I had this box of Magic cards that I sold for a hundred bucks. I probably shouldn't have sold them because I you guarantee there were some good cards in there. But like you know, common collector mistake. Desperate yeah. times, desperate measures, and at the time I didn't play a lot of Magic, so it yeah. wasn't really worth and it. And if you're not like not into that hobby or whatever, you're just not gonna know. Yeah, and if you can get a hundred bucks out of it that quick, yeah, yeah it it makes and sense. It's, you know, posted it on Craigslist, and like days later, someone came over and picked it up. I'm sure they got a oh, great cards out of that. I'm sh- you probably had they're something in there, the like, oh, there. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that. this fucking idiot. 
Um, but that's cool. I, I definitely will start checking out, or at least Pokemon, maybe. Maybe one of these days. I would stay away from Pokemon. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a kid-friendly game. <laughs> and those cards just rotate out so quick. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh cards probably have better standing value than Pokemon right now. I mean, I'm not even talking about collecting. I'm just talking about playing. Oh, yeah. No. Um, I, I guess when we were playing a few years ago, though, those cards were ridiculous. Because I bought a bunch of those tins, and you'd get a special foil in there. Yeah. That, like, their attacks are, like, 200. Yeah. yeah. Some shit. So One hit kill spells. Yeah, you go to some tournament, you meet up with some eight-year-old kid that his dad bought all these cards. You know, he's going to smoke your ass. So <laughs> 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 There's always an eight-year-old that's better at whatever game you like. Always, you always, 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 always. Learned that in Call Fortnite of Duty. Fortnite to yeah. a T. Destiny. <laughs> Every game I've ever played. Yeah. I think Call of Duty is one of the worst. Oh, yeah, it's notorious for that. Ever. Actually, I think Fortnite has pulled a lot of those things. Yeah, well, so now. Now yeah. it has. But I, I've re- read an article. Uh, parents are, like, hiring tutors. Yeah. yeah. I actually <laughs> heard about that on NPR. Yeah. You can That's hire a Fortnite coach for, like, 10 to $15 an hour. <laughs> because it's so that the kid can feel um, included on the playground and in discussion about the game and stuff. And I'm like... Man, part of the point of that is that there are people that you need to be able to go, you suck at this game, and I don't. Yeah, like, get better. That's what it is. <laughs> that's Kiku. how competition works. Yeah. Oh, man. Everyone's such a pussy. In <laughs> I'm not good. I'm gonna, you can't I, that Fortnite, though, man, I see those. I see kids doing that stupid dance in public all the time now. Oh, like the floss? Everyone very, does those Yeah, very dances. small kids, like teenagers. I hate <sighs> it. Yeah, I hate it. The dance is on... Didn't they bring some of those on Destiny now, too? Yeah. I'm sure some of them are there. It's but Destiny also has, like, the Thriller and Backstreet Boys. Well, they have, yeah. <laughs> Destiny's more of an adult game, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it's weirdly geared specifically at adults with disposable income, but rated T. So yeah. I, yeah. Well, it's... I think the Charleston <laughs> might even be part of the stuff. So they're, like... I believe that's the case. Way old school. Isn't... It's like a horror movie that comes out this year to PG-13. You know, like a, a right. remake of, I think, wasn't Nightmare on Elm Street or something? PG-13? The newest one, probably. Yeah. It was like, oh, here's a new one for all you oldies, but all you kids can go get scared, too. Probably did <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre Maximum as well. dollars. Yep. Oh, well. Um, cool. Magic. Awesome. Yeah, man. Good, good to have you back on the show. Thanks, man. I'm glad to, uh, to talk some anime with you. It's a, it's a subject that I feel like is kind of touchy. Not not touchy, but it's it's very. I think it's divisive. Dis- yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is yeah. like, you either love it or you hate it. And yeah, I've seen almost no in between when I yeah. ask people, "How do you feel about anime?" It's either like, "Oh my god, we're gonna talk about everything I love right now," or it's, "Dude, don't even come at me with that. Like, I don't want to talk about it." Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be a fun discussion a little bit later. Um, first, we have a couple other little segments to do. We're gonna do our nerds with news segment. I'm gonna. We'll get a bumper. Yeah. Um, in our first little news segment, I wanted to kind of bring back news and just kind of talk about things that are going on in the pop culture realm and things that we enjoy. Um, Star Wars, obviously, is one of them. Star Trek is one of them. Star Wars will probably, th- that news will most likely move to the Galaxy of Heroes discussion. Um, so, if, you know, just so that can be an all Star Wars kind of podcast and I can get what I want. Well, and my <laughs> segment won't always be Star Trek. It will this week. No, yeah, but, but there will always be. Um, but in this week, I'll, I'll have some Star Wars news. But in the future, I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to gather all that up for one episode at the end and kind of do like a monthly roundup. But our first topic is the Disney-Fox merger that has finally gone through, I believe. 
Um, they they voted it in recently, and now there's like, I think there's one more hoop. I I don't. There's I got so there's honestly never really such thing as one more loop for a corporate merger like that. Sure. Even once everything's agreed to, but there in are layman's terms, things, yeah, a- as close as it can be to this will definitely probably happen. It's right there. Yeah. Um, Basically, everyone is backed out of it, and they're not um, uh, competing against Disney anymore. Anyone right. that was a front runner to like try and swoop in there and take Fox's left, and Congress, I believe, voted it. They probably approved the merger, yeah. They approved it, and now um, I don't know how that doesn't make Disney a monopoly, but I'm not, I'm not really complaining about oh, it. Oh, it totally makes like them. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing they don't have now. I mean, I guess DreamWorks. Uh, Universal. Yeah. They don't have Universal. They yeah. don't have. Um, There's still Sony. Sony's out there making movies. Yeah, but they Sony has. I feel like Sony does really good underground movies. I just hope Venom doesn't suck. Ugh, you know it is. Okay, so I'm looking this up right now. Um, so, U.S. regulators have approved the deal, but we're looking for European regulators, Chinese regular regulators, major markets to give their blessings on this deal. So it's America has has agreed to it, but the rest of the world needs to agree to the merger first. Mm. So that I mean, China could probably stop that. I could see them stopping yeah. that. Either way, I feel like we're probably still in for a lot of good Marvel stuff. Well, Marvel, yes, and also Disney's taking over Hulu, so Disney's going to own, I believe, sixty percent of Hulu. I Is didn't it? know that. Does that mean Hulu's going to become their streaming service with Hulu this stuff, or there'll be a separate one still? From what I understand, Hulu is going to be their. Um, so Fox has, you know, a bunch of more adult-related things like films and, and adult yeah. shows and stuff, and I believe all of the more adult-themed uh, things are going to be on Hulu. And the Disney streaming service is going to be strictly family. Gotcha. So, like, Deadpool okay is going to be on Hulu yeah. instead of the Disney streaming service. I'd be fine with that. Um, I would assume Avengers will probably be on Hulu as well. Those The cartoons will be on Disney, but the, the live-action things will be on Hulu. That makes sense. So, it's it's a good way to at least get their foot in the door to know how to you know use a streaming service. Well, and to make somebody pay twice. Indeed. <laughs> uh, no, they're, they're doing a deal. It's going to be, like, a $25 a year deal. Or, or it's a month. It's mm-hmm. it's less than twenty five. I think it's twenty two a month to have both Disney and Hulu. Oh. Okay. So you get pretty and you get everything from Fox to Disney to Fox Searchlight right. to all of their stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good deal. So it, it it'll be cool. It is a huge monopoly now, though. Yeah. I mean, Disney has a hold on every single franchise that we love. And Not Star Trek. Uh, not yet. <laughs> oh, CBS would never give that up. There's no way. Paramount? CBS wouldn't. Paramount might get bought out, though. Yeah. If I CBS keeps doing things like releasing a stupid I honestly feel service. like in that <laughs> case, one of the Roddenberry kids might be like, yep, no more Star Trek. Sorry. Yeah. Do they hold licensing? Uh, I, I, it's not exactly that. Like, um, The reason there are two halves of Star Trek right now, Paramount and CBS, is because one of the kids is part owner, and then the other one is like the studio owns yeah. the rest of the rights or something. So. I think the studio owns TV rights or movie rights, and then the kids own the other. Uh, it's the it's other one stuff. is movies and one is TV, exactly. I believe, which is why they're still trying to push the new Star Trek movie. Uh, side note: I heard that Chris Pine dropped out of that. And so Hemsworth, uh, both well, of them did. They're which is fine because it would have had to be a time travel story for Hemsworth to do it. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that's because they dismissed Quentin Tarantino from writing that fourth one. Did you hear about that? I did, but I don't. 
think I care. He was writing. He wrote a script for it, and they. But I don't know if I trust him. Yeah. Like I don't. Well, of course not. Does he have the right reverence? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he does. So. He it's he not would to say I don't like him. I just wouldn't like his Star Trek. <laughs> I don't think. There'd be a lot more talking. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot more f bombs. Would that be his first intro into uh, Star Trek? Oh yep. yeah. It would have been. I think his first intro into anything mainstream. Like anything that, that he didn't help create. Yeah. I believe. Well, other than like Sin City and stuff, but sure. So, with that, when uh, when do you think we're gonna start seeing some of the the good Marvel characters together, like uh, X Men and well, so that's Fantastic what it makes Four. me wonder: is are they gonna finish the Dark Phoenix movie and then go, okay, here's we're gonna reboot it again, or are they gonna pick up with that? Like, it's a it's a complicated thing from any way you look at it. I believe, uh, Phoenix, the Phoenix movie is still coming out. Anything that Fox is currently in production right now. Um, is gonna be released, but there's, I believe they're stopping any more signing on of movies. I also saw a list that, and this is not related to that, but I saw a list that Sony, if Venom does well, is going to make a Morbius, a living vampire movie, a Silver Sable movie. Morbius already has um, um, mm, uh, there, there. I think it's who is it? Morbius is already in works. They already have a cast, like right. someone cast for it. Yeah, but um, that means they could still scrap it if Venom tanks. Which they might. I'm still gonna buy all the Venomized figures that I can. I, I did you see that new trailer that came out for Comic Con? At uh, least they got symbiote right. The second one, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> At least they said symbiote. And Tom Hardy is just gonna always be known as the guy whose voice you can't tell what they're saying when he's a bad guy. That's <laughs> true. I'm gonna eat your face. Like what? Oh, I said I'm gonna eat your face in case you couldn't we tell. Are yeah. Venom. That part still looks good. Yeah, I guess. I'm not holding out hope. I'm just saying it might not suck. Yeah. It probably will, but it might not. So Sony is developing an untitled movie based on Spider-Man's antagonist, Morbius, the living vampire. So it's already in, in works. I wonder if that gives them access to Blade or if Marvel still owns Blade. Marvel um, just uh, they got Blade back. Nice. I believe, that, I believe that deal because after that terrible TV show. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's like um, Fantastic Four. You know that movie that came out recently, the really shitty one? Yep. They had to release that movie. Or they would lose the rights. Or the rights would revert back. So I think that's what happened. That's what happened with Daredevil. That's why Disney got those back, because they didn't make anything else, so it just reverted back after the allotted time. And I believe Blade is um, back, and I've heard rumors of a Netflix series that would for be Blade. Cool. Um, but then again, it's it's probably going to be a Hulu series. because one Wesley Snipes cameo. <laughs> Dude. Isn't he in jail? No, he's out. He got released. But he's also like 60, isn't he? Doesn't matter. He's fine. Yeah. They have... We had General Stand Target in Rogue They got one. computers. Yeah. <laughs> We've had... You know, you can do that facial de-aging thing. Yeah. Um, it'd be fun. I guess Disney probably owns that technology. They do. They were the first ones. They did it in... I'm pretty sure it was um, Ant-Man. Iron Man? Three? No, it wasn't Ant-Man. Maybe it was Iron Man 3. Or, or, or no, um, Civil War. There was one where he was like watching his parents leave. Yeah, I think that was Civil it was War. It was or Iron um, Man 3. It was Iron Man 3 with Civil Barf. I think it was Civil War. Civil nope. War with the recreation. Wait. Yeah, oh where yeah, he's like, okay, he's, in the he's yeah, reliving yeah, yeah. the last moment okay. he saw his parents. and Because yeah. Pepper wasn't in that scene. He gets all sad about yep. Pepper. Okay, yeah, yeah. Civil War. And then, but did Ant-Man, Ant-Man came out before Civil War. And they did it with Michael Douglas. So Ant-Man was the first one to do it. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds right. Yep. <laughs> I, well, Ant-Man was in Civil War. Oh, there you go. He had to have yep. seen them. There so. you go. 
that makes sense? I think it was a year before Civil War came out. Or Captain, came out they did a good America. job with yes. Michael Douglas. Anyway, yeah. yeah. D- um, and then you had a uh, guy from Guardians 2 also. Oh, um, yeah. W- looked amazing. Yeah. So they could do it. They could have Wesley Snipes. They could even have him be Blade. Just Fuck bring yeah. him back. Just do it. He's He's been to jail. He's good now. He knows what he's doing. They he's hired Robert Downey Jr. So good yeah. for him. Robert Downey Jr. was like, he went in there, which this this also brings up another point about this whole like Comic Con. Uh, th- I didn't want to talk about Comic Con too much, but James Gunn got fired from Guardians Two. Yep. For saying shit on Twitter like ten years ago. Bullshit. Yep. What about Robert Downey Jr. going to prison for like cocaine possession and like? Well, he <laughs> paid his debt. And okay. Guns I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there must be some distinction. Um, I don't know. I hear also that the the director of a franchise is not necessarily the face of a franchise. Although you could argue that James Gunn is the reason those movies had the tone they did, and I'm yeah. sure it is. But a lot of the actors are standing up for him and saying, if he's not yeah. there, then we won't come back. Dave Bautista has already said that if they don't use his script, he's they're gonna he's going to cancel his contract. Um, so it's – I hope he comes back. There's a petition with, like, last I saw was, like, 300,000 signatures wow. to bring him back. So And, like, all the main cast signed that, too. Yeah, man. I mean – for something that happened ten years ago, I get it that it's He's a sensitive day and age, well. and that kids need tutoring for Fortnite. But like, <laughs> dude, come on, man. They even He's didn't delete it, I believe. He, yeah, he deleted. Yeah. Someone dug those up. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, listen, it was dirty, but it was clearly satire. Yeah, it's for just sure. that. Well, he was he was a comedian. Yeah. He was like trying to get a rise out of people and stuff. I mean, I don't defend what he said, which it was pretty fucking terrible, but. It was a different day and age ten years ago. Right. <laughs> Very <laughs> like different. Like I was watching Shrek earlier today, and that movie today would have been rated PG thirteen. Easily. Because Easily. Yeah. because of just the subtle little jokes like the uh, Lord uh, Farquaad, Farquaad. Yep. Um, fuckwad, please. Yep. <laughs> like, and then he, you know, say he's uh, sitting in a bed, laying in bed, drinking a martini, talking to the mirror, showing. T- telling the mirror to show him Princess Fiona. Yeah. And, like, at the end of that scene, he, like, gets a boner, basically. Yeah. Like, come on, Fizzy dude. bed or whatever it was. Yeah, he, like, looks looks around all sheepishly and it fades to black, cuts. So it's it's crazy how much can change and how sensitive people are nowadays. But Fingers crossed for no shitty Star Wars Fox movies. Or, sorry, Marvel Fox movies. Mm. I, do you think it'll get oversaturated? You think we're going to get a Star Wars movie? It may. If it does, I think the Avengers main line will still be fine. Um, sure. But I- it's interesting because they're going to have to at some point, and they've already talked about switching actors for their tentpole franchises and things like that, but at some point it's going to have to be people care about those characters as much as we did about the Avengers. So sure. if they can pull it off, it'll be impressive. Otherwise, even this 10 years of stuff we've had is super impressive. Even if from yeah. here on it all goes to shit, oh well. I'm still, yeah. Th- I mean, me and you have been talking about the Infinity War for, what, since Thor, I think? Something like that? Yeah. And and just to see it all come to an end, I think it's it's a fitting ending. And yeah, yeah. they'll keep it going, but I hope it doesn't end up being like a Dexter's uh, kind of situation where you go to season seven and it just blows right but <laughs> but even if that were to happen like i said at this point you're still happy with 10 years of movies to yeah. watch that are really good <laughs> and we're still it's still watching just like star wars is even though i like star wars <laughs> but um let's move on to our next topic here jesse i know that you're excited to talk about this we have some star trek news some actual like 
sick Star Trek news. Like what do you got? Like the hugest possible Star Trek news we could have, really. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, Star Trek is a list of memes that all involve William Shatner and saying con and, you know, things like that. But Make it so. Yeah, for a yeah. lot of us, Star Trek was like the first um, non-childish. <coughs> you, you okay over there? Yes, I just had to resituate. Wow. I'm sorry. Everything's good, though. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> for a lot of us, Star Trek was like our first non-childish um, live-action thing that we were into, and me in particular. I watched a lot of Next Generation. And Patrick Stewart is, like, arguably one of the best actors, if not the best actor, ever to be in anything related to Star Trek. And... He personally announced in Las Vegas at the Star Trek Las Vegas celebration that they are making a new Picard show and that he is going to be in it. Woo! And it's going to be set 20 years after Nemesis. No more of this going back to the original series and checking out stuff that's already happened and rebooting things. It's moving forward with the established timeline that we all know and love and the character that arguably everybody knows and loves the most from Star Trek. So do you know much more other than it's just going to be a show? Like, do you know how it's going to be? Nothing is taking place. Like, there's nothing done. There's no script. Um, okay. They just have people attached to it. I think. Okay. I think Stewart was probably the last thing they needed. Um, there is no release date. The earliest guess would be 2019 or 2020. Um, they're probably going to put it on their prior uh, streaming. Service. Yeah, their streaming service, uh, CBS All Access. Um, at least that'll get some new viewers, though, for sure. So honestly, as a person who refused to pay for it, I am considering paying for it now just because of that, and I'm sure they know that, and that's why <laughs> they brought this <laughs> specific thing out. But I may not. I may still be staunchly against it, but we'll find out. We'll find out about that later. But I just, without getting too preachy, I'm really excited because I feel like if there's one thing that we need in entertainment and in the world right now, it's Captain Picard, who is basically <laughs> like ultra-confident, authoritative space Mr. Rogers, and he is going to bring this wonderful world of acceptance and tolerance and diplomacy and things like that back to us at a time that we sorely need it in entertainment. So, again, don't want to get too preachy, but I'm really excited. I oh, I cried a little bit when I watched the video <laughs> because, I mean, he's old, and it's it hit me right in the heart, and I'm just I'm really excited for the new Star Trek show to come out. It, it's definitely going it, to, it's piqued my interest a lot. Yeah. Um, because Next Generation is my favorite of all of those. Um, at least the only one that I watched extensively. And mainly because of Picard, because that dude is just well, and such a badass. What's <laughs> really cool is that almost all the actors, if not all of them, are still alive. And mm -hmm. they can come back and do cameos, and we can find out what people have been up to for 30 years. Like, I'm so happy. I, I'm, I'm really trying to temper my expectations because. The same thing happened to you Star Wars fans when you were like, it's been 30 years, I'm so <laughs> excited. Or, or, you know, 20 or whatever at that point. And then you yeah. went and saw it and you were like, it was great. And then the second time you saw it, you were like, I really liked it. And then the third time you saw it, you were like, this is the same movie as A New Hope. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I, I'm hoping that that sort of thing doesn't happen. I don't think it will. Um, getting John uh, Patrick Stewart to agree to something, I think, has a certain weight to it. So he probably would have said, you know, okay, but it can't be this, it can't be this, and it needs sure. to be like this, is he, my guess. He picks his roles pretty well, I he's feel like. Well, and he has the ability to do that now because he's right. a commodity. He's so a sir. He's a goddamn knight He's a knight. Now. <laughs> so I, I'm very excited. I hope we get a Riker cameo at least if Riker's not Jonathan a supporting Drake's carrier. Yeah, if he's not a supporting character, at least he could be in a cameo. I, I would maybe even accept a Will Wheaton check-in, like – 
you know that as soon as these actors start losing weight, they've yeah. been signed on to the like show. Have <laughs> yeah, exactly. So watch out for old Star Trek actors who are <laughs> yeah. losing weight and getting in great shape. They're yep. about to be on TV again. Yep. Um, we're all kind of hoping, well, not all of us. I'm sort of hoping that um, Picard is, you know, in an ambassador role or a diplomatic role of some kind and then has to go on some very small mission and everything goes wrong and then he ends up on a ship and, you know, I'm not saying he has he to become be a captain. Uh, I'm just saying he doesn't <laughs> have to be in command of a ship. It would be nice to see him on a ship, or maybe okay. have maybe open the series with him touring the Enterprise E, which is about to be decommissioned and it's being put out of service. And it's like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I could talk about right now, and it could be the whole podcast. But I'm going to save most of it for an actual episode <laughs> about this. But I'm very curious. There's to a see lot what of stuff they could do. Um, specifically, you mentioned the de-aging. Uh, yep. CGI technology yep. has gotten really good. They could do flashbacks. They could do. They could do a lot of stuff. Um, somebody on Reddit, and I forget. You know, forgive me. I never remember a Reddit screen name. But somebody said, "Wouldn't it be perfect to have John Delancey show up and play Q, and then oh he would look yeah. young for like five minutes, and then he would see Picard looking all old, and then he would turn himself to look old, which is how he actually looks, to make him as a way to mock Picard. Like oh it, yeah. it writes itself, man. So <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, I think, up. I think his involvement gives you like a level of guaranteed quality, and I'm sure that'll come back to bite me in the ass. But that's how I feel about it. I think the only person that passed away from that old, s- the old actors like crew wasn't the doctor. Wasn't she the only one? Crusher, she's still alive. Uh, Pulaski might be gone. She was a little older. I, I guess I should look this up right now, but I'm I'm 99 sure. I think it was Babalé. Uh, I don't think so. Let's find out. Let's do it. Um, I definitely would be. I was talking earlier about just Picard campfire stories. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> it, it would be fun, but it would it might be kind of a, a shitty way to do that. That's just me being pessimistic. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to be in it, but he's just going to be telling stories of, you know, older crews or a different crew or something. According to IMDb, anyway. Patrick Stewart, Jonathan Frakes, LeVar Burton, Michael Dorn, Gates McFadden, and Brent Spiner are all still alive. Okay, Gates McFadden is definitely. Yes. I know Brent Spiner is still it because he was in Independence Day 2. So, and I feel like Brent Spiner might be the only one that doesn't get to come back unless they do heavy CG because he's supposed to play an ageless android. And dude is not ageless if we've seen anything. But again. I still love him. He could he could lose. Remember what Mark Hamill looked like before he uh, got signed on to Force Awakens? Yeah. And he had to lose like 80 pounds just to have three seconds of screen time in that first movie. That's true. So. That's true. I bet. As soon as he starts losing some weight, they'll they'll be able to do it, um, unless Disney just has some sort of hold on the de aging technology. I, w- I would they could have a patent. I would doubt sure. that. Um, Industrial Light and Magic has frequently been contracted out for Star Trek productions, so it wouldn't surprise me if they're they they're owned by Disney though. Yeah, they are. It doesn't matter though. I mean, they they were owned by Disney when uh, the most recent Star Trek came out. And was I ILM that on that? I believe ILM. Okay. Involved. Okay. Um, I mean, anything to make money, I guess. Yeah, and if you're if you don't own Star Trek, there's still ways to make money off of it. If you're not CBS or Paramount, you can go. Well, you can use our stuff, and Alex Trevino will help you with your effects. You know, things sure. like that. Sure. Yeah. Were you a big Star Trek fan, Travis? Were you I excited about this? Have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> None. It's just it's okay. Just like magic, you should start getting into it now. If you need to, you <laughs> can watch all of Next Generation on Netflix and probably also Hulu right uh, now. Yeah, pretty definitely good, good place to start Next Generation. Next Generation is I in my the opinion best place. it's the best series overall because Gene Roddenberry, the creator, was yeah. still involved at the beginning of it. Hmm. So to me, it's like if 
it's the same thing that happened with George Lucas, except it was better. So, like, <laughs> George Lucas had no access to special effects or anything, but wanted to tell a space story. Right. So he invented them, and they were great. Um, in the 60s, there were no special effects, yeah. and Star Trek looked like there were no special effects. So flash forward 30 years, G well, 28 years or whatever, but Gene Roddenberry is still alive, and they have all this new computer technology, and they're like, hey, we want another Star Trek show. So I look at it as that was the show he wanted to make the first time. Mm -hmm. It's just that because of the limitations of the time, the show looked cheesy, so he had to sort of play with that. Next Generation doesn't play with the cheese very much. There is some, like... There's definitely some. There's but always going to be cheese. It's nothing like Tribbles from the original right. series. Right, and there's no actual cardboard doors. Like, y yeah. it's, it's <laughs> gorgeous, and it, and it holds up now, even. So I mean, yeah. It looks great. Now, I mean, some of the sets you can tell are sets, but they still right. look better than, like, the OG series. Oh, yeah, were. and it's got the most content. It has the most... Yep. Um, the eight as so um, seven. So as a Doctor Who fan, yeah. you'll notice a lot of um, sci-fi stories get reused by different properties, like yeah, totally. um, a machine that wants to be a human or you know, things like that. <laughs> like, um, where's morality lie in a place where money doesn't exist? You know, weird questions Do that get answered. Do you kill your worst enemy or exactly. you let me live? Exactly. So Star Trek Next tricks. Generation has all of that stuff in it, and that's, I think, what makes it really accessible is um, my girlfriend, for example – hated Star Trek on name alone because it's a nerd thing. Right. <laughs> and I started watching a, an episode that's basically a courtroom episode where one of the characters is defending a character and another one is prosecuting. And like halfway through, I got up to go, I paused it to go do something and she went, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, what? Oh, oh were you watching this episode? <laughs> She's like, well, now I want to know what happens. <laughs> so there's always some way into it. Um, they Which episode was that? Which? Uh, the Measure of a Man where um, Data is being examined by a guy from Starfleet who's like, we need, he's Starfleet property because oh he's an officer, right. so we need to take him back, take him apart, figure it all out, and then make a bunch of him and put one on every starship and things like that. Oh, he's one of a kind? And it yeah. yeah, so he's a one of a kind creation, and the creator is dead, obviously. Talk about foreshadowing to anime tropes. Um, but so they're always looking to, you know, make another data and they can't figure it out. And he would have to consent to basically be disassembled for them to do that. So it raises the question of, oh, well, does he have any rights as a sentient robot or is he Starfleet property? So there's actually a court case that they have to have about it because this guy's like, well, I can invoke Starfleet code and just say he's property and take him back. Mm -hmm. And Picard's like, well, I'll go through this courtroom thing and you have to prove that. You have to prove that he's not a that's living being. That's right. And Riker, because he's the first officer, has to prosecute Data, even though he's friends with Data and believes that he's alive. He has to prove that he's not. Ugh. So it's a very yeah, that was a good. Episode. It's a very powerful emotional episode. It asks a big episode. question that you see a lot in sci-fi. You know, does a machine count as a person? Things like that. So if we can get that kind of stuff in the new Picard series, I'm all on board. I I, I trust Patrick Stewart to have this sense of like. He would never do that. Let's do this. You know, I, I really <laughs> hope that it's it's a good show, and I think it will be. Yeah, we'll s we'll see. I mean, uh, like you said, Patrick Stewart wouldn't sign on to a, a stupid idea, so it's got to be something. Um, excellent. Anything else on that? Anything else on the Star Trek front? Um, when does Discovery Two come out? Season Discovery two? Season Two is being made right now. Um, it'll pr I believe it's a 2019 thing. I think it's okay. an every year thing. It's not sure. a every six months show, I think. Um, it is also coming out on Blu-ray, so if you didn't pay for the service and you haven't seen Star Trek Discovery yet, it's coming out on Blu-ray, so you can definitely check it out there. 
I'm one of the few people that really enjoyed Discovery. I think they did a great job. There's a lot of stuff about it. Um, I should probably do a whole Star Trek Discovery episode because probably a breakdown. I could, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like I could ex- specifically address complaints that people had with it, I think, in a way that would make people more open to it. But definitely give it a shot if you're looking for Star Trek right now or go to Netflix and Hulu and watch all of Next Generation. And then when you're done with that, watch the movie First Contact. And then when you're done with that, go back and watch all the original <laughs> series <laughs> movies, one through five. You don't have to watch six, but you could. Anyways, yeah, if you have any questions, email us at twistedpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> you can also follow me on Instagram at the real Jesse Bailey. It's mostly Funko Pops, but I do throw some Star Trek in there. So, yeah, yeah. We're going to move on to some Star Wars news. Um, there's not really too much. This is where Jesse leaves. He's like, oh, Star Wars news? Peace. Yeah, anybody need help? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. No, I should be fine. Um, so, Comic-Con again, I know we're kind of referring back to, we didn't do a Comic-Con special this this year, because, for, yeah, for San Diego, I guess, because I don't think there was a lot that really happened as far as... There was a lot of, I mean, okay. There was a lot of trailers that came out at San yeah. Diego Comic-Con, and they were pretty freaking awesome. Um, oh, okay. If you didn't see the now Godzilla now trailer. I'm, now yeah. that I'm thinking <laughs> about it, yeah, okay. There was Godzilla, there was, um, the Venom trailer was pretty cool. There was uh, Shazam. Sh- oh Teen yeah, Titans. Shazam looked good. New Invader what did you think Zim. Of Teen Titans. I didn't actually watch that one because I already didn't care. Um, I don't know if that's callous of me. Ugh. I just it's. I just didn't it looks care. So I I didn't like ugh. Teen Titans. I, it was too. I was slightly too old when Teen Titans started. I think to give it a chance, and then I never did. And then when I did, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, this is ridiculous. I. Love how like they were trying to be edgy. That whole the yeah. whole thing is that it's like bloody and they're swearing and Robin even says fuck Batman, and that was the big deal of that trailer. Yeah, which is just like, wh- why do you have to do that? Robin never would. Robin kills Six people. It yeah, he made <laughs> it look like. <laughs> no. uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Like Shaking my head, DC. Where are they going? What are you this? doing? You you hired pull your head out of your ass. <laughs> May- maybe Raven is that. One good thing. I know. I'm. Sh- did she look good? She looked good. She had the whole like the demonic possession okay. thing going on. The Beast Boy looks just like Nightcrawler, yeah. basically. I yeah. I didn't care. I saw the Godzilla <laughs> two trailer though. Not to just talk right over. That, that was but great. Right, yeah. It but looked The Godzilla amazing. two trailer was insane. <laughs> 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 I can't wait to see that. Yeah. I, and there, so there's a lot of stuff that came out at San Diego Comic Con this year. Um, most of that you could probably just. Google San Diego oh Comic Con yeah. trailers. They'll probably give you the top ten. But if we, if I had to say, definitely check these ones out. I would say check out Godzilla two. I would say maybe check out Shazam if you haven't given up total hope on Shazam DC. Shazam looks pretty good, eh. actually. I've never saw Chuck. It was called Chuck, but yeah. a lot of people are saying it looks like Chuck. Well, with superpowers. I never saw Chuck either, but uh, it just looks it looks lighthearted. It looks yeah. more like it. But I've got Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy for that. So I know. I'm good. It's so um, hard to defend <laughs> them. <laughs> check out Godzilla. Maybe check out Aquaman. Shazam. Did and you see the Aquaman trailer? Yeah, I, I still Man. don't care. Garbage. It looked good, but I don't care. Yeah, it did not um, look good. I mean, the graphics look great. Right. But <laughs> definitely check out the trailer for Enter the Florpus, which is the new Invader Zim that's yes. coming out. It looks excellent. That interview with that um, those the voice cast was really cool. Was Jonan and Vasquez there, the creator? I don't think so. I think it was just the characters. Mm. Um, he did a lot of the voices, so 
but it was funny how they got it all back. If you have time, go check out that interview because just to hear how they all reconnected over time was yeah. really funny. And then um, my only other thing from San Diego Fantastic Comic-Con Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald yeah. looked really, really good. Yeah, again, not a Harry Potter head. So. Did you see the first one, Travis? Uh, Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, I did. Are you excited about the new one? I am, actually. I really enjoy the main character, and he's just... Yeah, I love the, I love the tubby stuff. dude. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite. He was in Fanboys, and I've always loved him since that movie. That's a good movie. You um, should just watch Fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, fantastic. Yeah, the trailer looked really good. Because, I mean, the first Fantastic Beast was very introductory very. to this world again, I guess. Um, it's, it's a new, older world, actually. Well, it is, but it's new to yes. us. Because it's based on, what, the 20s, 30s? Uh, yeah, Great Depression era, kind yeah. of after World War One, definitely. And <laughs> I know there's Did a the little wizarding bit world have a depression. Uh, it seems like, like sure. magic that away. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes against their code. Okay, yeah. gotcha. There's a code. Um, but Johnny Depp. What do you think about Johnny Depp being in that movie? With all of his controversy and wife beating problems, Johnny Depp is going to be in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> he's he's the main bad guy. He came oh, out. You didn't know, he yeah. came out and did a Loki monologue in front of the whole Hall H for Loki. No, uh, Johnny Depp came you out. Said Loki. Yeah, you said he Loki. did a Loki monologue. Oh. Do you guys remember San Diego Comic Con a couple years ago when yes. Tom Hiddleston came out as Loki and yeah. he was like, ah, oh, blah, gotcha. everyone's all stoked about it. Yeah. Well, Johnny Depp did the same thing, and it was like. Uh, turn to camera three in the other hall. Nobody wants to see this because there's so much controversy with Johnny Depp. Mm. Yeah. That, like, it was an, I guess it was super awkward in wow. the whole hall when he came out there. So That's I know he's, bad. like, being pretty lazy, I guess. I heard he's smoking, like, way too much weed, not doing anything. <laughs> he, I not even trying to act like he didn't do whatever they said he exactly. did. Exactly. I saw some interview where, where they were, like, uh, there's a rumor that you spend almost $30,000 a month on wine. And he's like, 30000 That's an insult. I spend way more than that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, man. Damn, You're eccentric. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go back to your mountain cottage and stay there. <laughs> but um, regardless yeah. of him being in it, oh, I mean, yeah. are you going to see – is this movie you'll see in the theaters? Yeah, you think? this is definitely one I'll see in the theaters. The special effects have always been great. And the – Jude Law as Dumbledore. Jude Law. Right? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Fuck you, Justin. <laughs> Watch Harry Potter. Give it a shot. It's I not even Doctor Harry Who, Potter. Okay, that's my. No, it really isn't Harry Potter. It's a little. Yeah, it's still. It's made for kids, of course. Um, but it's. It it's just didn't work. It didn't work. I I lo- I've read all the books up oh, to I think okay. the last two or something. But I just it was. If I didn't feel compelled to finish the story, then I'm not. You know what I mean. I'm not hating on it. It's First not twist not my arm of the day has failed. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> now maybe someday when you get. Too stoned or too bored or something, you'll just it'll be on Netflix. Throw like on all the yeah, Harry Potters. Okay. Yeah, at least just I doubt it. Just, but do <laughs> just do Fantastic Beasts because you don't have to watch the whole series. It's one movie. It's I'll, it's I'll read the Wikipedia articles. For <laughs> oh my yeah. god! All of them. Just the plots, yeah. um, other trailers for uh, Comic Con. Oh shit! Okay, I hit the wrong button. Anyway, other trailers <laughs> for Comic Con included Predator. Did you see the second Predator trailer? What do you think about that? I wish I cared about that. <laughs> like, why did the tra- again every trailer that comes out is like, here's the entire plot of the movie. Mm. Like they spoiled that That's there's so a different true. kind of predator and that they were chasing it and like, I just I I I loved Predator. Like that's one of my favorite franchises. I just didn't care. Like, um, does it a little like? Eh. I really loved the one with Adrian Brody. 
um, Predators. Mm, that yeah, one was sure. really good. Yeah. And then it this one, it just seems like, just okay. Why? Yeah, like what? At this point, Predators have been to Earth, what, like four times? Like, you're telling me that there's no, like, space thing or, like... There's no s- space force? I just, yeah. <laughs> Way to be topical. But I, I just mean, like, there's is there, have they seriously not figured at this point, like, you know what, let's just build a gun that kills them or, you know, save one of their pieces of weaponry. Yeah. I just... Study them. I don't... C- and it's like the plot line is something like, well, what if these crazy soldier guys got predator DNA injected into them? And I'm like, oh, then I wouldn't care. Oh, then now it's Hulk. It's yeah, it's the abomination from Hulk or whatever. Yeah. So I, I really wish that I did, but I I don't like. I watched it with a friend of mine who also really likes Predator, and I told him before, like, okay, watch this, and then tell me how you feel about it. And he was like, oh, good, yeah. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Yeah. But yeah. I I maybe the movie's good, and I'll see it on Blu-ray at some point. But I wish I could watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I it's. Directed by Neil Blomkamp, I think. Is it just like an early nineties plot line? Like spy thriller kind of thing. Totally. Um Travis, this one here, Doctor Who. The new did you see the trailer for the new season of Doctor Who? Aren't you a big fan of that? Falling off the bandwagon recently. Was it because of Peter Capaldi? The twelfth doctor. It's because a woman was signed on, huh? You sexist (laughs) prick. There's learning curve. You gotta like get, get accustomed used to, to him, it. and it's an adjustment period because she's like losing a friend or whatever. Yeah. And, and <sighs> I feel like they're different each time. Yeah, a little different. Well, they're different personalities, a different actors. My girl still hasn't got past the eleventh Doctor. When he left, she was like, "No, nah, we're done." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, I haven't watched any of them because of that reason. Because I don't want to get attached to a character and then every single season be like, "Ah, he's gone." Just again. coming from the person who loves to watch Game of Thrones. I know, right? <laughs> I know. But at least there you can go, I'm just going to not get attached to this character. <laughs> right. I went into it. I went into that show knowing that everyone is going to die. So. But no, I, I really like uh, Peter Capaldi. He's my doctor now. And they had a space plot line that was also not explained how it came about. <laughs> they didn't share it with anybody in the Chronicles. Huh. It will be in the Yeah, I'm. I'm really interested in it. I I really enjoyed listening to the British accent that she does. <laughs> so sure. I, I'd like to catch up on it, but it's one of those things I've got to like. They did pave the way though, in, uh, in the Capaldi seasons. They did bring the Doctor into the writing, so which is like the Doctor Who writer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. It's true that we're just like one chemical accident away from being arch rivals. <laughs> um, there was also, let's see, so Disenchantment, the new Simpsons creator show coming out to Netflix. Looks whatever. Um, uh, Glass, that uh, preview for the M. Night Shyamalan. I was intrigued. <laughs> Despite myself, yeah. I was intrigued. Yeah. Um, I actually really liked Unbreakable. And yeah. I didn't see. I liked Split a lot. I didn't see Split. It was really good. I would good. really like to see it. Really um, good. I'm assuming this movie spoils the movie, but um, yeah, I would it, yeah. it it seems like it seems like it's a good idea. Um, so here's what I'm thinking. 
if he had this idea the whole time, then it's a good idea. If somebody went, we need a franchise, let's give it to this guy so it'll compete with Marvel, then it's a bad idea. So I'm not sure which thing is true. I don't know if he, because he seems like the kind of guy that would go, oh yeah, I had this plan the whole time, even if he didn't, you know what I mean? So yeah. no one ever actually know. But it feels like if he had actually planted all these seeds and this was his end goal, like, way to go, dude. I mean, well, I mean, Unbreakable was... Criti- like a lot of people really, really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I just don't think it made enough money and it to was justify. Right, it was right before people stopped writing and wanted to sign. Right. So and like right in the middle of X-Men coming out right. and like all the other Marvel movies coming out. So it just kind of got pushed to the side. I think now it's uh, those movies were released by a different company, I believe. They so they might have he might have had a plan the whole time and somebody else picked up the rest of his Possibly. story. Um it's like a it feels like the kind of movie though that I would I could easily just watch on Hulu and just put on and just keep going and just get that's uh, yeah um that's how I did split I didn't go see it in the theater and I'd probably watch Glass the same way there's only a certain amount of movies that I go to theaters but for. okay there's also an argument to be made that you can't put Samuel L Jackson and Bruce Willis in a movie and have it be bad right like those two guys are both very cool and they both seem to really be into those characters so yeah there's some hope I think. But I feel like Bruce Willis has gotten to that point in his life where he's just like, yeah, I'll make some money and just phones shit in. Samuel L. Jackson's a charismatic guy. Yeah. I mean, because he's. And it is his movie. Well, he's a charismatic villain character, so. Yeah. (laughs) Did you see Kingsman? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The first Kingsman of him was so good. Oh, that that don't grow. Oh, I don't don't (laughs) like the thought of blood. (laughs) He was. Oh, man. Him as a villain in that movie. In particular, was amazing. Have you seen it, Jesse? I have not. Oh, you are missing out. I've heard. I've heard. I probably see the posters. The second one is meh, but the first one just that one. You know, the only reason I watched that movie was because I heard that Mark Hamill was in it. He is. He's the professor that like is in it for five minutes, not even. He's in it maybe like two minutes of screen time. Well, at least no other recent movie did that to you with Mark Hamill. (laughs) Oh, really? But I mean, like that's the only reason I heard of that movie. Yeah, was because I had was reading some Star Wars rumors. So and like that's a good. But it blew me away because it was yeah. so good. And that's a good segue into the the actual news. Yeah, we we went very uh, straight a little off off topic there. But um, this is a big segue. Yeah, the final trailer that came out for for San Diego Comic Con was Star Wars: The Clone Wars. They're finally bringing the cartoon back. Um, the what was it? Cartoon Network. It was on Cartoon Network. Um, it was a uh, six. It was at six seasons, I believe, um, when Disney bought uh, the Star Wars, and then they canceled Clone Wars. Yep. Um, they canceled, you know, the rest of it, and just allowed them to release like a seven-episode final hurrah on Netflix, which was fine. It. <laughs> it. Very underwhelming, man. That's. Uh, to sum it up, it's the best word to sum that whole little s- last season up. Because So now is, is this picking up where that left off? It is. Um, according to rumor and to this trailer, because in the end of season six, uh, Anakin, just a short little background, Anakin um, and his Padawan kind of break up because she gets falsely accused for some shit, and so she leaves the Jedi Order. Um, and she actually ends up joining Rebels. She Ahsoka was in the, the, the new cartoon that Disney released called Rebels, and now they're going back to Clone Wars where she's apparently coming back to get the Jedi Order to help them with the Mandalorian War. Um, 
So as soon as the, it's like right before the Empire takes over, basically, that there's a Mandalorian war that is going to involve Darth Maul, and that kind well, the Solo storyline. Solo. No, <laughs> shut up. But in Solo, he's he's the leader of the Crimson Dawn or whatever, and that's what this last season is about. Is about them going to fight off the Crimson Dawn. So thank God they're not going to make a stupid sequel to Solo. They're just going to finish it in the cartoons the way they should have before. Um, I mean, spoiler again, Darth Maul's dead in Rebels. So there's no fucking reason to have brought him into Solo. I'm still pissed about that. Um, Cash grab. But but I'm I'm glad that they're going to be kind of showing his rise and fall in that Crimson Dawn. Because it is interesting, but unnecessary. Um, As far as the Darth Maul plot. The uh, the other cool thing about this whole th- it seems like they're diving into Mandalorian lore, Mandalore a lot, um, because this uh, the rumor of Clone Wars is that it's going to be set in that first Mandalorian war, and then the rumor of the John Favreau directed led um, live action series is going to be on Mandalore five years before Force Awakens, maybe set in that time period. So it'll be a period of civil war. Star Wars timeline continues not to stay legit. <laughs> very convoluted. Yeah, indeed. And it's, um, the uh, the live action series that was another thing they released a little bit more information about that. One of them being that Star Trek Discovery had an eight million dollar budget, and that show, from what I watched, looked really good. They had like really good graphics. Like everything, cinematography was yeah, nice. great. Star Wars, their 10-episode <laughs> live-action series, has a $100 million budget. Of course it does. <laughs> and it still won't be as good. <laughs> um, the best part. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to be set on Mandalore, which, which could be cool, and they could bring in a live-action Ahsoka there. It seems like they're using a lot of Ahsoka, that, that character, yeah, because people popular. love her. Well, okay, so, so and here's... One more foreshadowing uh, thing. <laughs> One more foreshadow. Um, there is a also very recently announced new Star Wars anime being produced. So. Oh no, that's what? that was announced. Um, that was announced earlier this year. We talked about it. It's right. called Resistance. But there's some there's some new uh, attachments to it or something. There was news about it. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think it was just that it's releasing in October. Some, that's not. I think right. it's coming out in October. Oh, okay. And it's I'll be interested to watch that just because it's the kind of thing. Well, I won't say I've never seen it in Star Wars because that's also part of my argument later. But <laughs> you've never seen Star Wars fully commit to yes, this is an anime, and here's what our characters are going to be. Well, I think it could be really good. I think it. Uh, the Dave Filoni, the creator, r- has always loved anime because he's a you know he's a it was a clear he's a, a drawer, a an animator, artist. <laughs> he's an artist. Um, anime was clear influence on the last. Yeah. And he yeah. did um, he did a lot of the original clone. No, he didn't. I'm sorry. He talked to the guy with the original Clone Wars. I think the the guy that did the original Clone Wars did Hellboy Two or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, Resistance is more of an anime based because Dave Filoni wanted to go and just kind of do that sort that of thing. So it's that. and it's gonna, it's gonna have young Poe, which could be cool. <laughs> He's so Poe. So Poe. <laughs> so Poe. <laughs> Part of the Poe Resistance. <laughs> and he was paying credits. <laughs> Um, that's, uh, that's really about it as far as Star Wars news goes, though, I think. Um, yeah, it's, I'm kind of okay with them really pulling back, 
because that solo movie, yeah. like... It oversaturated immediately and killed a lot of people. Oof. It was just not... It, they didn't need it. They really... Rogue One was great. Yeah. I loved Rogue One. That was a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. Um, and it was it was good to kind of get people into it some more, you know, but they didn't... Especially after Last Jedi, they, they should have really pushed Solo back, I think. And They should have made people wait at least a year. Yeah, this... I, d- I know that their original argument was to get Star Wars back on May releases because they were originally with Colin Trevorrow directing Episode Nine. Originally, Solo was coming out in May, and then next year, Episode Nine was going to come out in May, and it was just going to start that cycle. But then J.J. came on and was like, no, we're going to release in December. You're going to give me the extra time, So, which I'm, ha- I'm happy about that. Um, last bit of nerd news that I had before we take a quick break is the PlayStation Plus free games. Um, So August, I know it's 10 days, 11 days into August, whatever it is, um, but your free PlayStation Plus games that you can download are, has has anybody played these? Mafia 3, Dead by Daylight, Knowledge is Power, Here They Lie. I have not. Um, I've heard Mafia is a good series. I've never played it myself. Um, as a person who has limited gaming time, despite the fact that it's free, I would probably not play it. Sure. I feel the same way about Dead by Daylight, only because it, it, the title doesn't do anything for me. The word Dead by Daylight makes it sound like either a horror game or a zombie, or a zombie game. game. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, those other two, Knowledge is Power and Here They Lie, I've actually never heard of. Here They Lie is uh, PSVR. Knowledge oh is okay. Power is like a it's Jackbox. A it's like it's like a Jackbox game. Have you ever played those? Have you ever played the Jackbox collection? Those are with a group of people. It's pretty fun. Okay. Um, but I don't normally have a group of people around ready to play video games, so I don't play those. <laughs> um, PS3 players, if you still play those, ha- got Bound by Flame, Bound by Flame, Serious Sam Three, uh, and PS Vita players. I don't know who has a PS Vita. Got Draw Slasher and Space Hulk. Space Hulk is not about Hulk from. Avengers the yeah. Free Man, because <laughs> okay. that guy's a terrible actor. Okay. <laughs> um, Warhammer, Knights of Valkyrie. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, word. Okay. Good thing we brought Travis with us. Yeah, no shit. We would have been like, PS Vito. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even a real thing. <laughs> Does anybody, do they, they still sell those things? I, I didn't realize they were still around. They do, I think. Okay. They really hang in there with their hardware. I guess Buy that's it. true. <laughs> Dude. We will down your throat. Vita was cool. It actually was really cool. I just can't justify that and it's PlayStation. I think Vita was where they introduced that little touch tab on yeah, the back. The back. It was for really the cool. um, I remember seeing some kid at work a few years ago having one and being like, oh, that's so cool. Then it wasn't that cool. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's all the bit of nerd news that we have for this week. Um, quick twist. Quick twist. Quick twist is a nitpick shit topic we can cover quick one topic per host be it praise or roast send any topic suggestions to our facebook page and now for this week's quick twist that's right it is time for the quick twist uh we're gonna start with jesse what have you got this week for the quick twist of course My quick twist this week is customer service at retail establishments. <laughs> I have one example of good and one example of bad. Um, the the first All one, right. if you follow me on Instagram at the real Jesse Bailey, 
you probably have already heard this story, but um, I collect the Funko Pop vinyl figures, and one of the lines we're working on right now is the Deadpool 2 movie line, and there's a lot of variations. You got Deadpool in chicken suit, you got Deadpool as a mermaid, I mean, there's a lot of Deadpools, okay? So, the <coughs> most difficult one to find, for some reason, has been the GameStop exclusive Samurai Deadpool. I just, I didn't see him anywhere, I never saw him at a GameStop, so... I was kind of bummed out because I was like, you know, this one's not that expensive, but it's impossible to find, so I may end up paying higher than normal for it. Anyways, <laughs> I was at a GameStop, and this was the GameStop that I was, like, not happy with. My last interaction with them wasn't great. Um, I had pre-ordered a thing, and they were supposed to call me when the thing came in, and they didn't. I found out through a separate store, like, 20 miles away that it was there, so that kind of upset me, but anyways. That's wait. Yeah. I went and I was like, I have a thing on order. Can you check where it is? And they were like, yeah, it says it's at the store. So they should have called you. And I was wow. Like, and it was at right. the store you had just previously been at? No, I, I hadn't gone there that day. But oh, okay. But they knew that I was, you know, kind of overzealously waiting for my phone call. Anyways, uh. so I was kind of upset. And um, I went into a GameStop and I was looking at Pops. And the girl working there asked me, is there anything in particular you're looking for? And normally I just say no because I know – that what I'm looking for is probably not where I am. I just do it out of habit. Sure. And, uh, so I said, you don't happen to have a GameStop Samurai Deadpool on you, do you? And she was like, I really doubt it, but let me go check. <laughs> um, so before I could look anymore or find anything else, she was like, oh, there's one within 100 miles of here. Mm. And I had this look on my face that was like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so she Had it been like up in Wyoming or yeah, something? Yeah, so she goes, um, let me just – call that store real quick and if they have it I'll have them just store to store it to me and then you can come in and pick it up and I was like really like I didn't even ask she just offered that it's cool they can do that yeah give me like five minutes and she took my name and my phone number and she was like I'll have them I'll they'll call you as soon as this happens and I was like okay so four days later on my birthday I get a phone call (laughs) from GameStop and they're like hey your thing is here and I was I was elated I was like I can't believe that that's Happy birthday to me. And what excellent customer service after I had specifically not experienced great customer service at the same store. So Yeah. It was a different was I'm assuming it's a different person. Same there. clerk. Wow. So I was very impressed and <coughs> having a better day. I know that well and I know that a lot of people will go on and leave negative comments about a store on our Facebook page or things like that. But when you go to GameStop they give you the receipt and they say you can go online, fill out the survey, tell them how I did and this, that, and the other thing. So I took it upon myself to go to that survey and write like two and a half paragraphs about how thankful I was that this person had helped me because it's like she probably never gets those and I actually am very grateful so I'm willing to do that and I, I felt really good about it because it was like you know I, I really did get helped so somebody should know about that yeah um, it was weird for me that that happened at a GameStop because they're notorious for just being pushy and not being great with customer <laughs> service so. so true and they're gonna go out of business and that kind of sucks but you know she did a really good job, and I, I really appreciated it, so I made sure everybody knew about it. Um, then the opposite thing happened. Um, <laughs> well, okay, I don't know if I would call it opposite, but it was like – it was disheartening, I guess. It's a weird thing. Maybe it's just me. But anyways, I had ordered a um, – if you saw Mad Max Fury Road, you probably remember that at some point there's like this big war machine – and they're playing, like, war music, and there's a guy hanging off the front of it in pajamas who's playing a guitar that also shoots fire. Um, that, that was, was my f- the best scene uh, of the whole movie. Well, and he well <laughs> I disagree with that. He was one of the best p- characters. <laughs> like, I posit that that character would exist because war music has always been a thing, and in a world like that where 
you know. Sure. So, anyways, I love that character. There's a Target exclusive pop vinyl of him where the flames are actually shooting out of the guitar. So oh, I, I cool. haven't been able to find it anywhere for retail price because it was a limited run and, you know, the movie wasn't super huge. So I found it a couple places for 20 or 30 bucks, and I never bought it because I didn't want to do that. So I was just on Target's website one night, and it came up for like $8. They were like, it's in stock. You can get it sent to the store. And I was like, oh, very cool. So I dropped it in. I paid for it. I got it sent to the store. They're like, it'll be there in four days. Very cool. It showed up at the store. They called me. I went to get it. And then as the clerk behind the counter was checking me out, she looked at the pop and then looked at me and went, did you know that some of these things are going for like $60 online? <laughs> and I was like immediately <laughs> upset because I'm like, okay, so you know that. So that, that makes me wonder, are you the kind of person that would make sure something never hits the sales floor for customers so that you can just sell it online? Because I'm sure those people exist. Or is Oh, we've it talked about those people. Or is sure. it like, are you saying like, hey, you should go sell this right away. Or like, I, I, I couldn't really get where she was coming from. So I was like, I was like, oh, really? Are they? <laughs> I mean, I've got, we have pops in our collection that are worth over $100 alone. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, it sort of just glanced <laughs> off. But I was like, why, why would you say that to me? Why do you feel the need to bring this up? Well, and what are you, are you telling me to go home and get on eBay? Like, are you telling me to rip off the company you work for? Are you telling me you rip off the company you work for? I can't figure well, it the out. the people that try and, you know, buy the product from you. It was just weird. Yeah. And it, and it felt disingenuous in some way, in some way dirty. And I was just like, it's I am upset with you. Like, I still, I still got my item and I was happy with the shape that it showed up in, first of all. And the cost, it was $9. So, like, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm happy with the product that I got. But the customer service part of it was really strange to it's me. a little unnerving. That was <laughs> weird. I, and, you know, on top of that, they've also released these cereal ad icons. Um, if you know Funko, they also released a line of cereals that are supposed to be, like, Saturday morning cereals. They come with little toys. It's awesome. I bought two boxes. I will not eat the cereal. It's terrible. Um, but the it toys are excellent. <laughs> It does go for like nine bucks a box. So if you're getting Oof. it, just get it to collect the box and the toy. Anyways, yeah, they are also releasing. Does it does it make it less collectible if you take the cereal out of the box? I I I'm sure somebody would argue matter? that, but I'm not gonna sell my collection anyway. I think I was watching and a comic book men episode where they had a box of cereal. Yeah, and if it's unopened, it's arguable that you know it's worth more. But it's like how how long are you gonna trust cereal? Like, the thing has an expiration date on it that's like a year out, but. If you're collecting it, you could have that same box 10 years from now. I don't want food sitting in my house for 10 years. So I threw the cereal away. Also, I tried it. It's not very good. It's way too sweet. <laughs> if you have kids, maybe get that and give it to them. There um, you go. You <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that kind of brings in another question because you're going to get this thing and they're going to want the toy out of the box. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you have kids, just buy two da boxes and keep a toy for yourself. Dad, it says a toy um, comes in this. <laughs> <laughs> I but, you know, for, it. <laughs> for, for people like us, that was normal. There used to be yeah. toys in cereal. Yeah. But anyways, they've That's also the put out... That's on the nostalgia. So they've recently put out um, pop vinyls for Captain Crunch, Sugar Smacks, Golden... Uh, wait, Golden Ooh. Crisp? Yes, Golden Crisp. <laughs> um, Bazooka Joe and Domino's. They made okay. pop vinyls of all of those mascots. So the Domino's one is the Noid from the 80s. Yep. Anyways. The Noid is so good. The point is, I asked <laughs> the guy at Target... You know, like, hey, do you guys have this? And he went, yes, we do, but we can't sell it until the 26th. It's a company policy. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll come back in two weeks, right? I went up north, one town over, and almost all of the products that he said the company policy was to sell on the 26th are on the shelf. <laughs> so I bought half of them, and I haven't, I haven't found the other half. But my point is, like, 
there needs to be if it's something is a company policy to me that means everywhere everyone needs to follow it and i and i get it man it's hard to enforce that across however many target stores there are but it's like it's also really frustrating as a collector to be trying to find something and it turns out like it's either here or not but nobody knows you know so it's like it, it's just weird and i I have had good Honestly, customer service at Target before, but this week it was bad, and GameStop was good. So that's my quick twist. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't that hard either. Like, if you have worked in retail like that, you know you get emails that say you're getting these products. It gives you, like, a monthly – when I worked in retail, I would always get – as a supervisor, you get this monthly layout that says you're getting this product here, and you have to put it on the shelf on this day through this weekend. Well, and part of it is how do how you hard keep is it to follow? Well, right, but how do you keep – sure that you know 5,000 Walmart managers all care enough to make sure that's happening so well and that's that's the problem is right. that they're hiring shit managers right. that don't give a fuck and, and I they understand just do whatever it they specifically want, so. like you said because I have worked retail I know that it's not a difficult thing no so you just have to pay attention and, and you know I've I know there are Funko collectors that go around like threatening people and going well this thing on the internet says you have it you know and I'm not that guy I ask do you have this thing so yeah I'm just trying to be clear that I'm not I, I don't think all targets are terrible but I have had two bad target experiences recently and one good GameStop experience. Well and you never know maybe uh maybe the first target you went to got plagued with a dude that decided to buy up all those pops oh, and I'm sell sure. them online. There was a guy in there that looked like me who was like a total douche about buying his yeah, pops. And yeah and so and so now that cut that dude the the service guy was talking to you that way and because he's defensive. Yeah, because yeah. he's <laughs> like, I, th you're the 20th person to come in and ask me for these, and some jackass yeah. bought them earlier. I have no other gonna way to You're going to be the guy that's like, let me see your manager. Yeah. So I feel for the I, Target employees, I feel for you, man, especially because yeah. us Funko people can get crazy. But just know that some yeah. of us are normal people, and we're really trying. So Thank please, you know, just be I think cool with any us. And nowadays, too, there's so many different collectors of different things. you got Funko, you got Star Wars, you got Avengers, you got... Uh, DC stuff that's on the well shelves. And to and be 100% fair to Target, I did start seeing some NECA collectible figures on their shelves recently, and that's really cool. Those are pretty high-end collectibles. They look good. Yeah, they're maybe you know a little more expensive, but that's they have some okay stuff there. Yeah. Um, their Godzillas are great. Yeah, uh, they they do have some of those McFarlane toys as well sitting yep. around. That's at where at I got my, um, my. Oh, that's where I got one of my Iron Banner hunters from Destiny. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say specifically Target. the yeah. Destiny. Toys that are there usually. Jacks, I was or uh, Saladin. I found somewhere else. I think that he was. Oh no, I did find Saladin. Where's Saladin from the Iron Banner? I found at Target. Okay. He was good. He's a great McFarlane toy. Yeah. Um. Just being a Star Wars collector, I, I feel for those people that work in those stores because yeah, you got that you know Force Friday twice a year where they release these toys and you got a thousand. 40-year-old men rushing you to get to the shelves and well the point is that solo. the point is that they're not there to s you know they're not there to be your slave it's not like go in the back find right. which pallet find which box open right. the box bring me this it's like i'm not going to ask anybody to do that but I, I i feel like you should be able to answer questions like is this in stock and when can i buy it yeah like that's that's fair yeah yeah i think you don't have to patronize <laughs> or anything you can just say hey no it's not yeah like, <laughs> yeah I, i'm not gonna attack you i just was asking for some information so yeah yeah, that's mine. Customer service. If you have any customer service horror stories, definitely yeah. share them with us. If you yeah. have any customer service non-horror stories, share those with us. I feel like those don't get as much play. So, no, they really don't. It's n none of the good stuff gets enough play. N like you never hear about the good things that so happen. So only around send the us world. your positivity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because most of the time you're only hearing about the negative shit. So let's hear some. Let's hear some good, good positive <laughs> vibes coming to the TMA podcast box. Um. 
Cool. Travis, what do you got for a quick twist? Do you have a quick twist for this week? I think I'm going to do the same route as Jesse, a good with a bad, or maybe (laughs) movies that were unexpected for me. Okay. Um, So, uh, first one, Split. Okay. Came out in 2016. Uh, this being a hype recently about the last movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we were just um, the awesome trailer. Introduced it as a M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, skip it. It was really, really good. Um, yeah. The acting of James McAvoy, um, he's the main character. He's like put on so he's many good. personalities. What was it, 20? It was like 24 different personalities? 24, wow. yeah, total. And then, th- well, it was like 23, but a hidden one. Bonus personality. Yeah. It's not one that's going to take over. You unlock that one after you go through all the other ones. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But no, really good. Really good storytelling. Um, I really liked the main chick that's in it. She's kind of like the main victim long term. She. Was she the last. The last one in it? Does it have. Does it have that feeling, though, of like a slasher? No, it's a it's, it's a it's a thriller. Yeah, it's oh more okay. suspenseful. Very where okay. you have no idea what this fucking dude's gonna do. Cool. He could snap at any moment. I, I, li- bet I my like girl would love that movie. Yeah, I like his therapist. Oh yes, she's mm-hmm. great. And um, I really liked how they they really sold the fact that um, she knew him very well. Like the therapist. Yeah, yeah. the therapist okay. knew uh, this his man. Personality. Yeah, and each personality. And there's a scene in there where she's, no, you're not. You're lying to me. This is a different person than you. Oh, okay. I like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan is notorious for his twists. Yes. And there wasn't, the twist of this movie is that it wasn't a twist. Everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. And that so was the twist. So you keep feeling like they're going to reveal, like, here's why the following ten things. Yeah. And they're like, no, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. check it out. You really, you really should. I mean, it's now on that's not on Netflix yet. I think it's coming soonish. Um, but once it's you know free, definitely <laughs> it's, a, it's a good watch. <laughs> Best way to watch it, <laughs> definitely. And uh, the other, the I thought it was good, bad. <laughs> uh, sticking with the the theme of the show, this anime was it ba- this Batman anime that came out. Oh, which one? Um, it's called Ninja. Like, yeah, Ninja. Yeah. Batman Ninja. How was that? Terrible. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's yeah. surprising. Yeah. But, yeah I would have thought like at least at least the animation would be good. Really? And so it was just all around it's bad. It's just all around bad. Low production just quality? Choppy, yes. Wow. Coming I from why. WB, you know, very I wonder if that's like a terrible stylistic choice or if they actually didn't have any money for it. Yeah, maybe it was just they like they got some discount <laughs> artists. <laughs> weird, huh? It's a big break. I'm gonna look up Batman anime. Was it like too fan servicey? No, uh, it was choppy. It was just quality bad. That's no good, huh? That's surprising. That's Dude, did they have any? Um, this is, of course, the thing I would ask. Were there any voice actors that you recognized? <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, it wasn't Kevin, Kevin Conroy, right? Was the Joker in it? Was it like a yeah. anime style Joker, like Joker. samurai? Uh, the jo- uh, Joker. Ninjas aren't samurai. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for 
the story, I guess, uh, a little bit of explanation. <laughs> Batman gets thrown back in time by Gorilla Grodd trying to stop some experimenters. Okay. But it all ends up being a masterminded plot by the Joker. Like it is. Of course. Of course. To just have like a new setting for their squabbles. Oh. It was like, my whole plan is to switch it up. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) They presented it really bad. I mean, yeah, even so, it sounds like it was bad. That's too bad. It it was it was dubbed. It had to have been dubbed, cause it. So it was actually originally Japanese. It is the writer was Kazuki Nakashima, um, and the stars I can't even pronounce these guys' names. Well, what all. about the English ones? Um, hang on, I just clicked over to this guy. I wanted to see what he's <laughs> known for. Sorry, he did Terraformers. Never, Never heard, heard of, of it. that either. Um, okay, I got the cast list for the. It's hard uh, to Tony Hale is the Joker. Tony Hale, who oh, is the guy from Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> He's Buster. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> That's a terrible choice. Wow. Roger Craig Smith, who I've literally never heard of, was Batman. Tara Strong was Poison Ivy. That's cool. Okay. I mean, this guy do- it doesn't <laughs> look like. I mean, I don't know anything about um, anime, but Tom Kenny, the uh, SpongeBob, played the Penguin. And that's pretty much it. I mean, some of those I already didn't recognize, so that's that's interesting, though. Huh. I feel like and at least with Batman, you should get somebody that people know. Yeah, well, I th- they were trying to be different, I mean, obviously. I guess. But the, the writer, um, Kazuki Nakashima, is best known. Have you ever heard of Kamen Rider? Oh, I've heard of Kamen Rider. Um, oh. Because it looks like he did all the all the Kamen yeah. Rider things. It's like, like a Sentai type series. Yeah, definitely. Mecca. Um, and then uh, what was I just looking at? Oh, on IMDb it was five point seven out of ten. Wow, was what it was rated, which is kind of shitty for a Batman cartoon. Yeah, you would think Batman anime would be super easy Batman to make. Really I love well. it. Like <laughs> it. Seems like that would just be made for itself. So I don't know. That's weird, man. That sucks that it sucks. Yeah. It feels like it would have been easy to make it not suck. Very much so. I just, that's depressing, I guess. Well, I, I mean, that has, that was on my list of things to watch, but Sorry, maybe I'll watch Suicide Squad Hell to Pay instead. Mm. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Task Force X targets a powerful mystical object. Blah. Nope. It seems like <laughs> DC cartoons are starting to get worse. They used to be really good, and now they're just not. I agree. I really liked Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, and I don't know why that was taken away from me. I did like the Batman uh, where they brought in his new son. Was it Batman versus Robin? Did you see that one? No. I think I saw it. I don't remember it well. I I think it's Batman versus Robin because he finds out that he has a kid with Talia al Ghul. I think it's a hardcore meh for me. And then then they fight each other because he's like part of – he was raised – in the League of Shadows, and then, like, they basically kick him to Daddy, who is Batman. Yeah. And so they and get. I, and there's a seri- there's a comic series where Damian Wayne is Batman, right? Damian, now. that's right. who it is. That's his name, Damian. I was trying to fucking think of that. Who cares? Eh, that's probably the last good one. I don't know. Ugh, Batman anime. I do like that. 
So oh, that writes itself. That's, yeah. So bad anime. Uh, uh, what's your quick twist? Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm gonna break that down really quick. I just recently purchased the Mega Man X Legacy Collection Volume One, which uh, is for those of you that know Mega Man X, there are eight different volumes of that game, Mega Man X through eight, and so the f- the first Legacy Collection is X one, two, three, and four, um, which were my personal favorites from back in the day. Even four, I when I had a PlayStation, I got a PlayStation really later on. Um, specifically for Metal Gear Solid. Yep. But um, I, d- I ended up getting Mega Man X4 for PlayStation and really, really liked it. So once I found out that that one was also included in the first collection, I, I had to get it. And it's, you know, Mega Man X1 and 2 were games that I owned when I was a kid and played the most. Um, and they frequently top all-time best game lists yeah. constantly. And so I, I did blow through those a little bit. I got all the different little trophies for it and stuff. I got the Hadouken and Mega Man X. Um, I'm working on it. And I'm I just I'm in X three now, and I'm on the final three levels. You know, you know, in every Mega Man game, when you get to the last level, it's actually three levels and then There's the like final boss. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I am stuck. I've been stuck on this yeah. for a couple weeks now. And. It's so fr- if you I I brought my switch with the shirt I um I have a little <laughs> cover on it that when I play this game when I play Mega Man I I play it differently like I have my index finger on the turbo button so I can turbo and jump at the same time oh so I play it so I play it like this gotcha. if, if I'm making a claw symbol with Ugh. my hand and doing it and it's just I have this cover on my controller <laughs> and it's just wearing it out <laughs> because I've so it so much, but yeah, it's pro tip: if you're playing at Mega Man X on an emulator, set your dash button to one of your shoulders. Yes. Oh, I <laughs> wish yes, I could do that please. so bad. So much easier. <laughs> I that was that was one issue that I had with this game is that you couldn't set the controls. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's it's the it's great. It's just like you remember it yeah. um, when you were a kid. And same amount of slowdown because the hardware is being simulated almost exactly. So yep. like if you fill the screen fills up with stuff. It'll slow down just a tiny little bit, just like it used to on your old Super Nintendo. But it's not its not enough to be annoying. Just no, it's know. perfect. Yeah. It's literally perfect. It, you know, Like I said, Mega Man X1 and 2 were just blow-throughs for me, which yep. I know a lot of people have problems with Mega Man games. But I've never beat Mega Man X. So uh. Mega Man X, I think, is the best place to start if you're like, okay, I want to beat a Mega Man game. Mm-hmm. Start with Mega Man X and go through and get, like, use a walkthrough. Yeah. Go through and get all your heart tanks, and then all your sub-tanks. Mm-hmm. Heart tanks increase the health that you have on oh your yeah. bar, no. and then sub-tanks will heal you. Which, I wasn't that good. <laughs> well, but, but now... They're challenging as hell. But now, when you play on an emulator, you can just save wherever you are. So it's like, if you save and then you mess up that jump, just load it back. When you mess up that jump, just load it back. Like, Which they do not have no that. They right. don't have that in the Legacy Collection. So part of my argument here is I'm really excited about the Legacy Collection, but it, what it made me do was get my emulator running with my PlayStation controller on my laptop, mm-hmm. and I used HDMI to play it on the TV. It was arguably the exact same experience, it's and it cost it me $0. And I just, that music, the music from those games is <laughs> so good. I yep. love the music in those games. But the what, what's the benefit of that is you don't spend any money, and you can map your controls however you want. <laughs> it's true. I I will say. I mean, the emulator's just the game. Um, yeah. Mega Man X One and Four. It's all you know. It's on the collection, and it does have uh, a bunch of different trophies. Also, you earn. it's twenty bucks for right, four games. Right. It's super cheap. So. And then there's there's an extra like boss mode, 
battle, like where, it, and it's it's not just one through four. Like they take everything from Mega Man X through X eight. Yep. And it's like I think. And that's on both collections that they do that. It's uh, is eight times eight is that sixty four? So. There's at least that many bosses. Th- that's yeah, sixty four divided by two is twenty uh, thirty two. So you have thirty two battles with two bosses in each battle. Wow. So it's like a boss rush. Exactly, yeah. and so <laughs> it's. I did a couple of them, but man, and you get to choose. They they allow you to choose three different X Buster modifiers um, to go through it. That's fun. And it's all random, like the you know, um, as far as like the the bosses, you know, get lined up randomly and stuff. So you gotta be really careful with which ones you choose. And it's all the different X Buster modifications from all the games. Oh, that's cool. So even if you don't have the second legacy collection you can still you can get pick those something weapons and fight from those bosses. Yeah, That's and the cool. and the Mega Man that you play as is the the latest one from X8. Yeah. He's got all the gear and stuff. So it is the first couple rounds are kind of easy. They they have like Chill Penguin and uh the Pretty other sure the the big ice like fucking mammoth from X3 I think yep. together which is super easy. Like those are the two easiest bosses yep. I think in any X game. Um so the you know they they start gradually and it just gets, I think I got to the fourth round and was like nope I, I, I can't <laughs> even try it anymore. I just <laughs> finished the X level um, for Launch Octopus, the underwater level <laughs> where you have to fight the two dragon robot things I and they're they're easy level. to fight but they take forever to kill. Mm-hmm. So I just finished that. I'm I'm about halfway done with the heart tanks. I'm not even close on the sub tanks, but I do want to do the hundred percent, get the Hadouken, do all that stuff. I I'm really enthralled. I really like playing Mega Man. As soon as you told me you're playing it, I was like. <laughs> then I found the pop tea combo and I bought the t-shirt and the pop. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and for anyone that's that's playing X, um, definitely get the Hidoken, especially for that dock. That first boss at the end of that game. It's if a you just kill. one hit it, yep. And it actually all bosses, honestly, if Except you have the Hidoken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like on that final level when you're going through all the bosses again, you just <laughs> hit the Hidoken the and they're, they're done. Dude, the spider skull is like one of the hardest bosses that I've ever faced in a game. I like think that was God, and I, I was so young playing these games, and I remember playing them so much. Yeah. And I remember that particular level, like, I got really good at deciphering what Guessing he's going to yeah. do before, because he does the little line. It's like three different attacks, just, yeah. Ugh. But yeah, I mean, and it, it all comes back to you. If, you know, if, if you played them when you were younger, you, you start getting into it, and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Mega Man so. is always good. Yeah. Um, so I definitely recommend getting at least the first X Legacy Collection. I'm going to pick up the second one here as soon as I beat this first one. Um, but that's all I got for my quick twist. Mega Man X. Oh, Mega Man X is awesome. So we're going we're gonna to move on to our main event, which is called Anime with Travis. Hello, friends. <laughs> Today. <I> friends. <laughs> Today on Anime with Travis. <laughs> so... Okay, the the m- reason I wanted to do this, and and I know that you're a pretty big fan of anime, yeah. So so it's something that you're familiar with and a good subject that we can talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I know nothing about anime, um, and like we were talking about earlier, I've only heard the worst of the worst or the best of the best. There's never any, and like the best of the like the people that love the anime. For some reason, I only knew the kids that wanted to just fucking shove it down my throat. You know, like, I would want to hang out with them and, you know, they have to finish watching all the anime shows first. I know a kid now. We actually went to high school with this particular kid. I think he's something's wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> but he 
literally wears a Dragon Ball Z outfit every day. Just the whole the whole get up and, get up and he's all about it and he's still just so obsessed with the and like anything you're talking about, it's always gotta refer back to Dragon Ball Z, which that's you know, obviously that's a really different kind of anime that got really popular, but I never watched that show. Um, but that was one of the first introductions that I had to anime, and so it really turned me off to it. It's like that for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I just – why? What, what – let me ask you, what attracts you to anime in particular? Or maybe we should start with what is anime? Because to me, anime could be anything. It could be Aqua Teen Hunger, Hunger Force. It could be the Venture Brothers. It could, it could be Batman. You know, it to me, anime is animation, which is what it derives from. Yes. But what what's in in your view? What do you what is anime to you? Uh, anime is really stylized animation. Um, it's it's flashy. There's always reactions are always huge. <laughs> okay. That um, is <laughs> that's like, very true. Like over the top kind <laughs> of. Um, yes. But it, it, I don't think it necessarily has to come from Japan. Um, I've seen Maybe. some stuff. Yeah. Now nowadays, uh, I've seen the the German um, voiced anime. How's that? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> My thing. You just you just like get if if you start when you start watching anime and you start. Appreciating like uh, voice acting, or maybe you're turned off by the voice acting and this subtitled, uh, subtitled or dub series. Okay. Uh, you want to give it another go, then you transfer over and watch the opposite. So you don't really sure want to compare that. Do you think? Do you think one of the biggest reasons people don't watch enough an or a lot of anime is because of the the subs and the yeah. overdubbing cuz a lot of times you hear jokes there's so many anime jokes out there where you know someone'll talk and then keep their mouth moving like they're not even talking just yeah. trying to make fun of it is that a turn off to people do you think or is it just i think the paying attention cuz okay. you, you got to read right yeah essentially you got to multitask yeah and <laughs> well and with the addition of it all being flashy and in your face it's like which thing do i look at yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it requires a lot of attention Most of it, I'm not really paying attention to the words. I'm just looking at like flashy pictures. Yeah, so kind of getting the well. Gist. And Western audiences a lot of time aren't looking to pay a ton of attention. They're looking for big story points that they can go, okay, I know what's going on. Cool, we're good. And yeah. And, and sometimes <coughs> uh, we don't even know uh, as a Western audience, we don't even know what's going on because right. a lot of it, a lot of the like heritage stuff, weaved right. into it. Connotations that certain words have that we don't even know about. No, it makes yeah. sense. I think my thing with anime <coughs> is that it's not it's not really a genre like any more than say like live action is a genre of thing. It's a medium. It's it's just a different way of expressing that. So I think a big block for American audiences in particular is every time that as children we're encountering animation, it's stuff that's aimed at children. Sure. And or comedy. So, like, even the grown-up animation that we have, like Family Guy and all that stuff, that's all still comedy for the most part. So, there's this tendency to associate cartoons or animation with children's interests. 
which makes sense, especially right. when you consider the hold that Disney has on the animation market in right. this country and a lot of countries. It totally makes sense to go from something that looks like that to something that looks very, very, very different from that. It's understanding how just that change in style could be jarring. And I think that's where a lot of people get <coughs> blocked out on that. They're like, why is this cartoon trying to take itself so seriously? I would agree. But it's not really... It's because in Japan, it's not a cartoon. It's a illustration of a story. Right. It's not, you know... not. I mean, there is stuff that's for children, but it's not necessarily for children. It's just, here's a story that I drew. Right. It's not, you know, we made this accessible to small children. There's <laughs> a lot of anime that no child should ever watch. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> specifically. So it's, yeah. it's like, it's not, it's in, in their culture, it's not reserved for children. And I think you'll hear anime fans go, well, you don't understand their culture. And I think that's probably what they mean, is that just because it's animated doesn't mean it's for kids. Right. And that's part of their culture. So if you don't get that, then yeah, you don't get the culture. But I think it's a poorly articulated argument well, that has actual merit to it, though. I think people don't don't take a step back and look at things like Family Guy and American Dad and stuff and go, well, that's not really made for kids either, but it's still a cartoon. Right. And it's still telling different stories and stuff. So well, it's but like I said, it's, it's, also it's also still meant to be funny. And right. like, you know, right. it's not necessarily it's a not dramatic story. Anything, right. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing about anime is anime is not necessarily serious either, but it's a medium. It's not a genre. It has all genres in it. You've got history, war, romance, sci-fi, fantasy, like anything you can think of, there's an anime about it or yeah. probably 10 or 15 animes <laughs> about it. <laughs> At least. Yeah. What was the first movie or show that you, d if you remember, do you remember the first thing that got you into anime? I actually just recently found out what that show was called. Okay. Nice. Um, it's called Mask, and it had these uh, sort of transforming car vehicles, but not like robots or transformers or anything like that. Okay. But like, for example, there's this like red sports car, and the doors would fold down like wings. Okay. And then there would be like machine guns. And right. Whatever. So it wasn't changing shape; it was changing uh, orientation. Function. Or f yeah. Yeah configuration yeah there you go yeah like <laughs> hoods would pop up and it'd be like missile mask or something right. like that so but then yeah that got me into transformers and really didn't get a whole lot into it until college rolled around and my sister's like hey check this out okay so your sister got you into yeah. it then what show okay. was that was that mask uh no that was not mask mask was childhood okay that was like the so what so what was the show that your sister was like dude called uh Oran Fortitude. Okay. Something like is that, that the one about the high school that is Yeah, it's it's really girly. They're all countries. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, there's one where there's a bunch of kids at high school and each kid represents a country. Okay. Uh, Italia. Yeah. Okay. I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Um, but <laughs> See, and I'm used to like like my introduction to anime was yeah, like really funny. Pokémon. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was right. my thought of what anime was. So this is the part where a hardcore anime nerd would jump would on slap you and go, that's, the shit out of that's me. mainstream, that doesn't Oh yeah, totally. But, it's but, but it goes back to what I was saying, which was, directed yes, at kids. there is some stuff that's directed at kids. It's just a medium. It's not mm -hmm. all for kids. But I think because that was the first thing I was introduced to, it just stuck right. with me in my head that, oh, anime is only things like Pokemon. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and the 
production value on the early couple series of Pokemon wasn't great. So it's no. understandable why people go, well, this doesn't even look good. Right. Like, it doesn't even like till the first movie that maybe got some credibility. I, I think historically, from what I've seen, which is probably more than I care to admit, but <laughs> the series was never as well animated as the movies. Like the movies were always better animated than whatever the current series standard was. But the series did seem to get better looking as they went, for the most part, I think. I stopped watching after, like, the Island series. It was, like, right after Gold and Silver, I think. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Th- hmm. I mean, Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z, along with probably Sailor Moon. and Oh, yeah, and Sailor Moon uh, was another one that, yeah. like, I just, I was like, what is this garbage, yeah. you know? The o- so the only things that I was really introduced to were those when I was younger, and then when I got into high school and met kids that liked it, I couldn't even give it a, yeah. a chance because I just. <coughs> Did you guys know it was anime when you, like, not when necessarily? I was, like when I was younger, um, I looked up Dragon Balls, a lot of Dragon Ball Z stuff on my brand new internet connection when I was younger. Yes. So I found out about anime and what what a lot of that stuff was, and I had a cousin who was a little bit older than me that was starting to get into it a lot. Um, so he showed me, um, like Akira and unfortunately showed me Grave of the Fireflies, which is like the world's saddest movie and you should never watch it. <laughs> um, okay. he showed me Princess Mononoke, which was crazy and I loved it. Uh, saw a lot of Miyazaki with him, uh, Escaflone, I really liked. Um, <coughs> so I had sort of this inkling that it existed and my dad had noticed it and went, oh yeah, Japanimation, like that stuff's been around forever. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, they had Astro Boy and uh, Speed Racer and all that stuff back in the day. And it was like, oh, I forgot that they had that. This isn't new stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that (coughs) that had sort of Dragon Ball Z definitely got me into it when I was, what, nine or ten or something like that. It was it was just flashy enough and fun enough and have enough action to where I was like, I want to stay up and watch this. And it was on some extra channel. I think it was Cartoon Network probably. Um, That really made me look for it and have an open mind to it and, and i don't mean to say like oh, i have an open mind and so should you i just mean <laughs> i was willing to watch more anime yeah like, it wasn't it wasn't a I, I, had had no had a, I had a bad experience yeah kinda, not a bad experience but it just wasn't something i was wanting to watch now know? that i think about it one of the ones that i saw fairly early on actually was ghost in the shell and i okay. really liked that <laughs> for a lot of reasons because it was like R-rated, and I was barely not old enough to see an R-rated movie, and that was like <laughs> a little bit mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, that's a formative thing, you know? Like, the first time you see a movie that's a little bit over the edge of what you're n- used to seeing. Right. And for me, that movie was animated, and I was like, dude, this is a whole other world of storytelling that has nothing to do with Smurfs and Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, this is just, if what if somebody had the ability to draw their whole story but not act it out? Yeah. And then they would do this. Did that same guy do um, Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away? The guy uh, that did I Ghost think Mononoke was Miyazaki, wasn't it? Mononoke, yeah. It seems, it seems correct. Because Studio Ghibli and all that. Yeah. I didn't see Mononoke, but I did see Spirited Away. That is like the only kind of anime that I've watched. And I get the same reaction from most anime kids who are like, well, that's not real. That's that's like, it's a mainstream anime still. It's like it's I would say it's mainstream in the facet that it's sort of Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli sort of put out the thoughtful children's movies. Like okay. It's sort of what they're aimed for sure, to be. Um, sure. 
they also, I mean, they're all very poignant. Like, even adults can come away from those movies I crying. like Spirited Away, um, like, well as yeah. but like just as a whole, but then you know, most people will say that it was more mainstream right. than... Princess Mononoke things. was a little more of an action story. Like, there's, there's always, in Miyazaki stuff, it's always going to have morals weaved through the whole thing. Sure. Um, but this was a little more grown-up of a story, and it was told in a little more grown-up of a way. So it yeah so it's a good it's a good <laughs> illustration though that even the same studio that's known for one thing can have a wide range of story types even though it's all the same medium. Sure. So I think that if you get past anime as a genre then you can get to like okay well what do I like mm-hmm. maybe there's an anime about that. I mean seriously if you like kung fu if you like like you said if you like high school girls if you like vampires <laughs> if you like Zombies, Just if you like giant robots, if you like baseball. There's it, there's um, there's an anime about everything. <laughs> um, what, so on that subject, then, what would be your favorite anime? Like, what If you had a go-to right now. Right now? That you would want to show me. It's currently airing. What is it? It's called My Hero Academia. Is it a... Very big right now. I haven't seen it yet. Is it like the Toonamis? Is it on Toonami? I, th- I think it's around? on Toonami now. Like okay. Toonami's had a comeback, I guess. That's, yeah. Last year or something like that talking about at least okay uh, <laughs> but uh it's it's a superhero uh just root for the hero kind of is it and it's episodic yes okay yeah. how many seasons do they go by seasons <laughs> uh, they, uh most of the time they do okay uh this isn't and this one does it's okay. in its third season is there it's where can i can i find it on like hulu or netflix or yeah yeah actually you can find it uh a brand new episode aired on hulu yesterday okay cool um do you have a favorite artist like as far as because i know that there's got to be like hundreds and thousands of artists that draw for this my my guess would be that people would have closer to like a favorite studio or something okay they'll pick like a style and stick with it but it's like you said it's it's it'd be like nailing down you know what's your favorite director of photography for live action movies sure like oh nobody can answer that (laughs) like you know what i mean Oh yeah, I it's get a that. S- it's a similar. I thing. just and that's, I just didn't know if there was like a certain. Actually, Justin Scott made me like actually think of one, and it's uh, uh Toei Toei animation. Toei animation. Yeah. Okay. They do like a uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, One Piece, which is a pirate anime. A pirate anime. Yeah. See what the fuck. So and the cool <laughs> thing about One Piece is that it's actually based on a comic. That a guy has been drawing oh. for like twenty years. Forever. So he he set out and said, "I'm gonna make one piece of this comic every day or every week." I, I, I heard this story before. Oh, dude, yeah. So it's like he dedicated. <laughs> I'm gonna write one chapter every one piece of this story every however long it was. Okay. okay. And he's never skipped a day. And then he took a break. And over the br- the one time he took a break, he jumped the story forward like five or ten years. Like, all the stuff that you would see on Dragon Ball Z where they go train for, like, 15 episodes. <laughs> he just came back and was like, okay, so all that happened. Everybody's upgraded now. Here's the, okay, go. That's cool. Like <laughs> yeah. I like that. And it's about, yeah, it's about a pirate kid. Yeah. Also they they get, like, sp- special powers where he eats fruit sometimes. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, he's basically trying to become Pirate King. So, knowing <laughs> that Josh loves sci-fi and Star Wars. Yes. If we had to pick an anime that we think would make him be like, okay, I could, I could accept see like that. Would you consider Titan AE part of that genre? I would say 
in American animation now, there's a lot of stuff that's clearly influenced by anime, but isn't anime because, and not be, not for any like gatekeeping reason, but more of like, they weren't going for an anime look, they wanted anime inspired, and that's what they made. Okay, and that's um, what I, you know, because that, I really like that movie. Really well that, really and then well. like, mm-hmm. Clone Wars has had a lot of clear anime influence on it. The characters' Definitely. faces are very animated. Definitely. Like the the first of the series shading. of Clone Wars, the 2001-2002 yeah. Clone Wars, that yeah. that honestly is what made, like, I cared about it <laughs> kind of introduction to anime was. But there wasn't a lot of talking. And there wasn't, there, there was obviously those, like, crazy flashy jump scenes and stuff. Right. But there wasn't nearly as much. I, I feel like those stories in particular, and probably because they only could air two minutes at a time. Right. Um, but they, they were really direct and to the point. And once you watched that, like if you go on YouTube and find that Clone Wars and watch the whole hour, two-hour series it is, mm-hmm. it's all really connected really well. I but remember really the original paced. one feeling very animated and it paced. Definitely. And that. it just like went straight through it. I actually bought that one on stuff. DVD. Oh, so good. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, I own it. It's like one of the few Star Wars games. Damn, that's, that's awesome. I have not been able to find that. Um. Did you guys ever see Eon Flux way back in the day on MTV? <sighs> yes. I watched some of it. Like, that to me was one of the weirdest things I'd ever seen. Like I had no idea what was going on every I episode. Yeah. And I think that was part of the point of that show, yeah. was that even the guy... Oh, you're talking about the show. I no, yeah. I'm uh, thinking... Oh. No, not the movie. <laughs> Nobody oh. cares about the movie. Oh. No, <laughs> no, I'm talking about the anime. I didn't anime. Even know that was an anime. Eventually, oh, I had no idea. A lot of anime yeah. will get turned into something live action. Or vice versa. The shitty American version. It is... So what are your Great. thoughts on? I own Ghost in the Shell, and I really enjoyed that. Movie. I the live action. I one. specifically didn't see it because I knew I was gonna not like it as much as I liked the original. Did and you? I, yeah. So you both I saw the original because yes, I never yeah. saw the original. I really like the original. The original is, the original is one of those things that the first time you see it, you're like, oh, this looks like this movie and this movie and this movie, and then you look up when it came out and you go, actually, oh, those every movies single look like one movie? of those movies was inspired by this. Okay. Specifically, the one that I always point to is The Matrix. Supposedly, the story goes that the Wachowski brothers brought in the clip of Major fighting the tank in the room full of columns. Yes. They brought mm. that into the Warner Brothers executives, played it, and they went, we want to do that in real life, and it, we want it to be convincing. And they went, all right, here's a bunch of money for a movie budget, because when The Matrix first came out, they had basically no money to make it. Yeah. And it was a sleeper hit. Yeah. It, it did way better than anybody thought it did. Oof. So that was like, to me, that's like a pretty clear indication of how important it is to separate anime from, you know, anime fans. <laughs> that <laughs> I makes a lot of sense. I never like heard that story before because that makes a lot of sense about yeah. the Matrix. There's a lot of different scenes in that that were very well, and I think that Japan animation style. I think a lot of the resistance also comes from like Travis was saying. Like the fans will be very like, well, that's mainstream and it's it doesn't count, and you know, they can be like that. But I but there's fans like that everywhere. Because yeah. They probably feel like it's an attack on secondary life. Right, exactly. They're like, well, how could you like anime? And they're like, you don't, you don't understand a million yeah. different things, but they can't articulate that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, you don't have the same personal tastes that I do, first of all. <laughs> like, Second of all, you know, a, a lot of other stuff. There's those natural resistances to style changes and things like that. But like, I, I think another thing is that, that that subject matter can be so different. Like, There's animes, like I said, about everything. So... If you if you have resistance to anime, but you realize that it's not because you dislike the style, it's just because you dislike a conversation you had or somebody that you knew that was like all up in your face about it. Maybe give it a second look and try and go from like, okay, I really like fantasy, so 
ask somebody who knows sci-fi or who knows fantasy, like, what's a good anime for me? And they'll be like, oh, you should definitely watch this. But if you ask me, I would say, here's the five shows you have to watch, and, you know, those are the best animes there ever were. Personally, I think that show, if I had to pick one, would be Cowboy Bebop. Okay. You have to watch Cowboy Bebop because it has some of everything. I've heard that. There's space western, primarily. There's samurai (laughs) action. There's jazz. There's heavy metal. There's uh, chase sequences. There's, um, like, people on drug trips having no idea what's going on. There's heists. I mean, there's everything in that show. And it's all encapsulated into, what, 23, 26 episodes oh or yeah. something like that? Digestible. But, like, as soon as you get like done with minutes. it, you're going to be like, I wish I could watch this, like, watch the next 20 episodes. And there are mo- there are no more. So you just have to huh. keep rewatching it. But it's like, it they has some of everything, I think. It's got thoughtful storylines. It's got good dialogue. It's got believable voice acting. <laughs> it's got great that's animation. A, that's a big problem, too. Yeah. I think so it's, I think if you can, if you need to find an access point, if you're into Star Wars at all, Try Cowboy Bebop. If you don't like it after four or five episodes, yeah. you probably won't like it. But okay. give it a shot. Um, that's a really good rule of thumb. Like yeah, for almost any three, show. Three, four episodes. Yeah, yeah right. Like even yeah. even the live action episodes, like especially like a Netflix show. Mm. You got to watch at least the first four episodes of it before you can judge it. Um, have you have you like personally gotten any like backlash or anything from people like I'd if you tell them you like anime? Because you get the um, I guess general reaction from people who don't wa- watch anime are like, ah, weirdo or whatever. Sure. But uh, other than that, no, not really. Um, and you go to the conventions and stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The anime conventions in Denver. Mm. A few, just quite a bit. Do you mm. cosplay to those as well? Uh, sometimes, yeah. What's uh, what do you like to cosplay as in these? Uh, I like ninjas a whole lot. So okay. I've done the the Naruto and. Okay, that's another one that I've never seen, actually. So is the is the cosplay interest... I mean, I know it's not specific to anime, because no. it, it, I think it started with video games, right? Initially, but... Anyways. Yeah, any kind of convention type thing. But um, is the, do you find that that's like a... a mostly a um, anime fan thing? Or it's like... Everybody likes anime, and then there's a subset of people who likes anime that really like cosplay. Or is it like cosplayers are more likely to like anime? You know, I guess I what I'm trying to ask. I like think cosplayers are more likely to like anime. Because mm-hmm. um, I've seen some cosplayers that do cosplay, but it's not anime stuff. It's it'll be like League of Legends or right. video games. Yeah. Sure. Or it'll be, um, I saw one of those uh, chicks do a female predator oh nice and that's movies yeah or comics i think that makes sense but uh so it's probably just that level like that person whatever their interest is they would probably dress up as that exactly that's cool so the other thing that i've wondered about before is like when you see a lot of anime adaptations to live action Mm -hmm. there's like a tendency to not really even try for the aesthetic like we're not going to spike everybody's hair they're not going to be weird colors. It's just going to be regular people. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen a few adaptations where it's, like, it just looks like Japanese people now instead of, like, that cool stylized thing that I saw. What I see, because um, w- there's a Fullmetal Alchemist. It's a um, fairly popular show. They recently got a live-action release. Really? On Netflix. Netflix yeah. yeah. And 
I didn't like it because it seemed fake. Like it was. Like I watched too cosplay or like yeah. CGI or too much. Like well, they really tried to CGI. make it. Kylie, me and Kylie watched this movie, and she okay. was saying, "Well, I watched some of it," <laughs> but she was saying <laughs> that it was like so um, to the T of like the cartoon. Like the costumes were almost identical to what it was in the cartoon. They even some of the scenes that I watched were like. You know, close-up face shots where they're like, ah, you know, and a just too really on the nose. over dramatic stuff. Very, very on the nose. So it looked like cosplayers in front of a camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Like it was a fan-made sort Interesting. of thing. So it must be difficult to translate that. But I mean, I imagine so. But if superheroes have been able to do it, I would think there's got to be a right way to do that. I I guess that's a good question too. Like. Superheroes, I, I think it's different because they have the opportunity to write their own stories with those characters. Whereas, well, but, like but specifically, I mean, like the costumes and stuff. Oh, like okay. The look okay. of the whole I thing. They can okay. evoke that. Like, they can make you know little black and yellow striping without going. Look, it's Wolverine. Like, they can just have a little yeah. indication of that it's those colors. But like, like the Captain America outfit. Yeah. They just darkened it up, toned made it, it down, a little bit. put some leather in there. Like, um, it's have you ever seen a have you ever seen a live action anime adaptation where you went? They nailed the look. I, I don't even know Godzilla. I mean, that'd be like the closest. <laughs> oh thing. yeah, I mean that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an anime though? Because there's a like really a good Godzilla anime on Netflix right now. I did. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't I really watched it, but I have that. seen it on there. Oh, and Castlevania, the anime for Castlevania. See, that Netflix and I watched made that, so and good. I couldn't get into so it. Good. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just me, and I'm just. I just can't get to into me. It, I feel like, like they made an effort to make that show feel like that Castlevania show feel like it came out in like 1989. Okay, oh yeah, definitely. It. Like that's how I felt about it. They were like, we're gonna go so retro that it's gonna be a little bit choppy, okay. and I, I, I really like it. Um, but I, I feel like there is, if you get past your resistance to anime as an idea, there's almost definitely something you can find in there that you would like. Like, there's something in there for everybody, and there's. I think that's the thing that's really cool about it is because it it probably is a lot easier to get your story told in Japan than it is here. Like, if you're a young kid and you're like, someday I want to tell this story to an anime, that probably takes less effort and money than it does to, I want to create this live-action movie with all of these people involved and I need to get them all on board with what I want to see, you know, and things like that. So I feel like a lot of anime is a much more art uh, artist-focused than a lot of stuff. And that's, I think, why it doesn't always resonate with people is because it's meant for a very specific audience. And those audiences are out there, but they're not necessarily huge. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just, like, I don't know what it is. Um, I, I would ask, ask you guys which shows you would recommend to me that I think I've gotten a lot of already. Um, I wanted to look up a couple. So I asked Yahoo!, why do people hate anime? <laughs> Number one answer has to be the fans. And right. <laughs> it is it is a big one. This is one of the better answers um, that I totally would echo and agree with. Uh, many anime shows seem really similar to each other, um, whether it be the style of the show, character design, story, setting, um, story or setting, even the funny parts and the characters making cute slash crazy faces. And the... And then many anime shows have long drawn out plots that just seem to go on forever. Um, and many people who watch anime obsess over certain shows. So yes, fans is part of it. But then I I would agree with that first part 
where it's everything is so similar. Do you know what I mean? So I. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? <laughs> I would like to say I feel like that similarity kind of like unites it a little bit, like gives you a. a or is it like me kind of being uh, racist towards like a, a that genre? You know what, what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I feel like the similarity is what makes people go anime is a genre that I don't like, and it's like it's not a genre. It's a it's a medium to tell stories. So what you should be saying is, I don't like high school dramas, or I don't like magical sure. high schools, or uh, there seems to be a lot of high school centric <laughs> types of things in anime. Like you can go to high school with zombies, with witches, with demons, with angels, with heroes, like. High school is a fucked up place in Japan, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> my my point is more of like, well, have you seen Battle Royale? <laughs> well, but so like you talk about, you know, a lot of character design is similar and animes look similar and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but so does a lot of live action stuff. It all just looks like people wearing clothes. And sure. You know, depending on where it comes from, it'll look the same. Every show on TV right now is full of white people, unless you live in Japan and every TV Surprise. show is full of Japanese people or anime. You know, yeah. it's it's just like, yeah, it's going to look like wherever it comes from. And beyond that, it's it's I feel like there is a it's funny that that would be a criticism, because right now the most popular TV here is TV with season long story arcs and very involved characters, yeah. and overly complicated plots, Game of Thrones, Westworld, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. That stuff is huge <laughs> here now. And all they yeah. did was take anime story structure. And I'm not saying, like, they owe anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's a lot of the stuff that people complain about about anime. If they see the same thing in live action, they're like, oh, I'm totally into this. I love Game of Thrones and sure, Westworld. And it's sure. like, then then what about it being drawn is keeping you from enjoying the, the story? I think Travis nailed it when he said, for a lot of people, it's probably subtitles. So if you can watch an anime that has that. English in it, go for that. Um, so then... On a final note, because I mean, you guys have nailed like this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I really, really like it. What? Because yes, to me, a lot of anime seem very similar. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm, I'm a, I, I'm new to it, I have no idea what's going on. So, give me. So you gave me Cowboy Bebop to check out, and then give me two that are like fairly different as far as because obviously there's different styles and different things yeah. for everything. Um, so maybe give me two. Other ones that are completely different from Cowboy Bebop. Um, one Samurai Champloo. Okay. That's a weird. It's a little bit more spherical. I would I would argue it's in the same spirit as Cowboy though because <laughs> it's like that music based, uh, yeah. like action groove type of yeah, mm. super aesthetic like they had it's like all jazz music if yeah. in Cowboy Bebop and this one has hip hop yeah. Okay. So it's like that kind of like flip flop. That's a good time. series, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would check that out. Um, I'll probably give you two because I can't. Um, but the first one I would say to check out that's really different from both of those would be probably Death Note. Just I because. I watched the live action of it. Okay, so. I thought it was. So okay. I would disregard. Well, I wouldn't say disregard that, but like. Imagine if that premise of you found something that would kill people if you read their names in it. Imagine if that had a two-season amount of time to tell that story. Sure. Um, that one is really good. It's very um, detective-y and legal thriller-y and suspenseful with a little bit of horror and occult thrown in. It's really, really good. Okay. Um, and then I would say on Netflix, check out Knights of Sidonia because it's very well animated and it's much more of a 
uh, space opera, and okay. it's very sci-fi with a little bit of fantasy going on, and it's it th- it's action-packed. I mean, there's there's a lot of interpersonal relationships, but it is dubbed, I believe. Yes. At this point, okay, yeah. So you can watch that in English. You can watch Cowboy Bebop in English, and Samurai Shampoo may have been originally English. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. So. Those three will all be in English. There sh- if there's something about... So what I would do if you were watching them f- like to find out if you liked it, if there's something that you really like about one of those series, keep it in mind. Okay. And then go, okay, I really liked that. You know, the thing about that I liked about this series was this. And then you could say, okay, Travis, I liked this about that. And he'd go, oh, well, then there's this series, <laughs> which is basically all that. Yeah. Okay. Exclusively that thing. Cool. Um, also, if you have access... Maybe watch Blood Sea. That's a classic vampire versus vampires type of thing. She's got a sword. She's a high school girl. It's cool. Okay. Again, high school in Japan. Know, not a good place it. to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would check that. I mean, honestly, here's the thing. If you go to the anime page on Netflix, it's pretty well curated. Yeah. Because there are thousands, probably tens of thousands of anime movies RPGs and shows out there. Yeah. So they have culled that down to a list of like 100 maybe. Like so if you go on there and you just pick something at random, chances are it'll be pretty good quality. Okay. I would almost just say read through the descriptions as if they were shows that you didn't know were animated, and then go from there. Okay. But definitely check out those ones. Cowboy Bebop is the best anime ever. <laughs> Word. I, d- yeah, I will definitely do that. And I'm serious. I'm going to have to go check those out. Because I, I haven't yeah. ever really done the anime. A lot, You know, a lot of it is fans and, like, how... Dickish they can be sometimes when you mention things. A lot of it is, you know, some of the some of the captions. Like you're you're reading it, and some of those animes are not captioned very well, yep. and it takes me out of whatever I'm trying to watch because I'm like, <laughs> that didn't make any sense, yep. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so for for anybody starting or for anybody interested in even giving it a shot, I would say start in English. Okay. Yeah. If you watch movies that have subtitles anyway, then go for it. Right. And there's I, a lot available. I do watch. You know, I'm the those movies that have subtitles, right, but yeah. not a lot, not frequently. You have so. to be in the mood. Yeah. Um, sweet. Do you guys have any final thoughts on this? Like, if you were to tell somebody else that had never seen or heard about anime, what would you tell them? Or that'd be an awkward awkward time. <laughs> I would say, uh, personally, I would say if you're if you're ever pretty tired and your eyes are like half closed, watch some anime then. Because it, there's a lot of shots in animes that if your eyes are half closed, they look like really well shot live yeah. action things. Like yeah. so, get stoned. It's, it's real stoned, or be edge. right there on the edge of falling asleep drunk, or just oh falling asleep. Yeah. Like whatever it is, just like when you're watching it, you know, and they do that big wide shot where nothing's happening because a character is taking three minutes to walk across the screen. Sure. Look at the background, like squint your eyes, you know, back up a little bit and look at what's going on and realize. They're telling me a story about somebody's life, a character's life. They're not sure. drawing me a cartoon. Like, just look at it through a slightly different perspective. Filter, yeah. yeah. Okay. Look at it as a story and not as a cartoon. I'd like to voice a, one more recommendation just popped into my head. Trigun. Trigun. I've heard of yeah. that show for sure. It's um, post-apocalyptic, westerny. So if you okay. like Cowboy Bebop, you'll probably like Trigun. Excellent. Um, I will check out all of those shows and report back to well and there's everyone and yeah there's a million other animes we could talk about sure. and maybe we could have that be a monthly segment too at some point 
But if you have any suggestions for animes that you think we should have brought up in defense of anime or animes that we should have held up as an example of why it sucks, definitely <laughs> let us know. <laughs> definitely, yeah. It's any way you want to, send us an email, send us a voicemail, whatever. Um, thanks again, Travis, for coming on the show and, and enlightening me on this subject. Like, It's good to hear someone uh, kind of objectively talk to me about it instead of being just trying to shove it down my throat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> And that does happen, but like I said, that happens with fans of anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I used to be that Star Wars fan. You know, what do you mean you haven't fucking seen episode two? <laughs> Fuck you, man. So, but thanks uh, thanks to all the listeners that continue to listen to the show. Um, we have some, some fun things coming up. Life is finally getting a little bit more stable, so consistency is going to start being better. Um, that being said, this next week we might <laughs> have an episode – because I'm going on a vacation to the East Coast. Well, we may have a pop um, segment. We'll see how that's that goes. That's true. And I, I could probably call you, too. We could reverse roles a little bit. You could just yeah. record. and Yeah, we could put me in charge. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks again for listening. Thanks again, Jesse and Travis, for coming on. Obviously, Jesse is always here, but thanks for still being here. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Like I said, if you uh, have anything to throw at us about anime, good or bad, definitely do that on our Facebook page. If you feel the need, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at the real Jesse Bailey to see my Funko collection and, you know, some shots of the Colorado sky and things like that. <laughs> it's pretty pretentious, but you should definitely check it out. And other than that, I don't think I have anything left. I mean, be cool. Everybody be cool to each other. Cool. Yeah. Voicemail number is 50893twist again. Um, and we hope to hear from you guys soon. Otherwise, we will. Wait, no, let's do this again. I'm Josh. I'm Jesse. And we're the Twist My Own Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. The Twist My Own crew thanks you for listening to this episode of the Twist My Own Podcast. The Twist My Own Podcast theme song was written and performed by the Hot Dang Gang. <laughs>